And welcome to episode 77 of the Varangian Heresy podcast. I am your hostess for the mostess, as always, uh, Jody. And tonight with me in the virtual studio is two thirds of the three quarters that make up the whole of the Varangian Heresy. And we're going to be, uh, tonight in our main episode, we're going to be starting our two part review of book eight, um, which, spoilers, <laughs> may not be two parts, <laughs> it may end up being longer. Just saying. Um, but we will be talking uh, about Book 8. And uh, we have been drooling over this just as much as everybody else. So be prepared for slobbering sounds as we do our main segment. However, before we do that, let me introduce the team. On my left, atop his fence post, which has seen wood from another country already this year. <laughs> and has been resoundingly... Um, Unsuccessful. I, I was going to say penetrated, but unsuccessful works as well. Um, oh. Is the one and the only, the man himself, who has done nothing wrong, is Magnus. How you doing, buddy? Hey, everybody. I'm doing just fine. Um, recovering from a little trip, as you said. I got wood in another country this, this year as well. Uh, new fence posts to sit on and people to... Watch to see who wins so I can join them. <laughs> but I actually didn't play Dark this year, so it's a kind of a burning fence post nowadays. And are you but, are you happy you don't look you're currently not painting rivets? I'm so happy I'm not I'm not painting jack shit. <laughs> oh, that would change. I know it will, but I'm taking my uh, Time off from painting rivets for a couple of weeks before Freddy just <laughs> gets to my home and pushes rivets up my ass again. But uh, any rivets on the summer talus board? Uh, there probably are a couple of million rivets on the summer talus board sitting there in a nasty box, waiting for me to take care of it. But um, I'll I'll push it as far as I can until Freddy actually comes here physically and forces me. There which which Freddie will probably do so yes <laughs> in a couple of weeks so uh no, joke. So I'm fine. how about you buddy i'm doing all right bud i'm doing all right you know all things considered it's all it's it's all good over this end at least hobby hobby wise so you know yeah. that's good to know and i've been looking forward to hearing how uh how it come how adeptcon went and all the stories and you know all that sort of jazz so uh I'm very much looking forward to to hearing what happens. Um, yeah. And I should say, on our right, as always, atop his beer and pretzel can laden waste of uh, of enemies and you know bathing currently bathing in, bathing in the salty tears of humanity <laughs> is uh, the man himself. Currently, my own tears, but yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to label it. I thought I'd just leave that hang in the air. But you know, you're good. Um, it's the man himself, Freddie. How you doing, bud? I am awesome, super busy. We're getting close to Gothcon, so I'm fucking under pressure to perform 
writing, uh, GM style stuff, painting, fucking NPCs and stuff like that. Nice. And, and sorting with terrain. Oh yes, all the terrain. All the terrain, and then and then all of the terrain. What? done yet? Well, after we decided that we're gonna have even thicker <laughs> volumes of terrain, I don't know why, because so far we have like <laughs> the thickest. So we want like no one can bring tanks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of tanks. Yeah, the end of tanks. There's a new era. No, it's, but, all uh, about, it's all about foot slogging from now on. Yeah. No, but well, uh, me and Pelle went through the train and uh, we kind of did, uh, we actually took notes and shit and reorganized all the boxes and wrote down like where we need to do urgent repairs and pimping of so- certain things. Yeah. It's all about just keeping stuff up to date and, and looking the best it can. Yeah, exactly. Well, after a year of fucking events, the there are a bit fucking the the train gets worn. It's 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 had its time. It's had it's had its round, and now it just needs a bit of TLC, bit of a spa day, couple of airbrushes, yeah, mani pedi, and then it's all good to go. Exactly, and that's what we've been looking at. So awesome. Well. Tonight, like I said, we're going to be talking about book eight, and we're going to be talking about the 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 first part of a couple. Um, oh, undisclosure number of episodes. <laughs> yeah, undisclosed number of episodes until it's done because it deserves all the love it can get because it's fucking amazing. Um, but uh, you know, I'm going to shout our social medias. So very quickly, uh, facebook.com forward slash the Vrangin Heresy Podcast. If you want to find us on Facebook. Uh, we are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. I'm sure we're on iTunes somewhere now. I hope we are anyway. Um, I sent the form off a long time, like a year and a half ago. Um, and all those sort of places you can find podcasts, you will find us there. Um, and if you want to take a look at our Instagram, it's at Varangian Heresy. Uh, if you want to take a look, if you want to send us any ideas that you have, for episodes, any comments on what we've been saying on our episodes, lists you want reviewed, anything along those lines, please get in touch with us via our email, which is thevarangianheresy at gmail.com. And if you're unsure of how to spell all of that, I'm a little bit worried that you might misspell it and it'll get lost in the dink, deep, dank ethers that is the internet. Go to our Facebook page. There's a button that says Contact Us. Click on that. It will create an email using your email program of choice. And you can reach us that way. So nice and easy. Yeah, it's like it's like they built this thing into social media and shit to make things easier for people to reach out. Who knows? Um, so How smart is that? I know it happens, right? It's weird, but you know, sometimes people come up with this stuff. Um, and yeah, so let's let's get that's out of the way. What else is there? Yep, if you like what we're doing and you want to consider one of uh, supporting us. Pop over to patreon.com forward slash the Varangian Heresy podcast. Have a look what we offer there. Come and join the High Lords of Terror, our closed and secret podcast group, but not so secret that you don't know about it now. And uh, come and have a look at all the stuff that we do and get access to a lot of the stuff that we release uh, for our events ahead of time, among other things. So, yes, that's that's all the social medias and stuff out of the way. Um, so what's everybody been up to? 
uh, that's that's the thing. Uh, shall we shall we start with Magnus because you you have been our sort of international ambassador. Oh yes, what have you been up to? Oh yeah, yeah. Adepticon. It's like not like we've been talking about it for a few months. No, no, no. It's a total surprise for everybody. So, uh, well, we've been uh, calling it Rivetcon. Yeah, (laughs) Rivetcon. All, all the rivets. Once upon a rivet. Yeah, (laughs) it's the it's the small children's tale. Once upon a rivet. No, we headed out uh, with Scandinavian crew. Uh, for Adepticon, which was awesome, and we were actually two people from the podcast there, me and Eric, representing. Represent. Uh, what? Represent. Represent. And we did, this year as well. Uh, if you want to look at some of the pictures, go to our Facebook page, because there's lots of smart pictures on there of all the smart Scandinavians going at it. Um, and one picture of you. <laughs> exactly. Before the yeah, alcohol with, kicked with in. My eyes closed. Um, but uh, now it started out, we uh, arrived two days before Adepticon opened. So we did what all responsible uh, adults do. We started drinking off the bat for two days. And we found all the nice people as usual. So we went to Costco's and bought 16... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, slabs, slabs of beer, slabs of beer, yeah, and uh, a couple of liters of vodka, so we could store it uh, in the uh, heresy room. We didn't want to run out like last year, so no beer runs this year, just one, which was awesome. No, no unnecessary walking, which is always nice when you're gonna spend <laughs> five days in one room. Uh, but it all turned out well. Who, who needs uh, fresh air anyway? <laughs> yeah. Who needs fresh air and exercise exactly. when you're filling your liver with alcohol and your body with high-calorie foods? I mean, it's, you know. And it was really more routine this year because, like, we did that bear run to Costco's, and then I downloaded the Uber app, so we didn't walk <laughs> jack shit anywhere, which is good. <laughs> uh, it's always nice to not need to do anything physical for a couple of days. Your body needs that kind of attention. Well, or not. <laughs> which <later>. Attention. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you, maybe you got it mixed up, but you know. Uh, rookie, rookie it, was, mistake. it was either you need exercise or you don't. You just can't remember which one it was. Exactly. You have to, it's a 50-50 chance to yeah. get it right. We did not. But uh, <laughs> no, it was, yeah. no, it was really cool. We met the, our good... Our hero, Duncan, so we fanboyed him this year as well, but got a shitty picture because of our cameraman, Bjorn, who did not do his stuff because he was <laughs> so hammered. He, he, uh, well, he, he kind of called Duncan a couple of bad words while no. he was taking the fi- pictures. No. So that was kind of no. awkward, but, you know, moving on. Uh, why? <laughs> why would he do that? Oh, he called everybody a cunt the entire trip. Oh, well, that's pure. Everyone. Well, that what happens when you start off at 6 in the morning with liquor. You need to get ready for the day. So you get, look like a princess. Um, <laughs> but the, that was two first days. 
just heavy drinking and uh, waiting for the rest of the Scandinavian crew to show up and all the Americans. Um, so on the Thursday, we actually got ahead to some uh, playing. Uh, starting off with some uh, easy team events. Me and Johnny played, hooked up for team events this year, which was really nice. And uh, lost some, won some, lost some, as usual. We're not top tiers players, so we'll leave that to Bjorn and Eric to ruffle stomp people for <laughs> three straight days, <laughs> <laughs> which right. is always fun to see. But uh, no, uh, Friday team events, or the Thursday team events. Friday, I played the Gamesia. Uh, Gamesia. Gamesia, which is. An Hope awesome you gave event. all the boys super love from me. Yeah, I did. I mean, all, all the legends were there except for our Australian friends, which was too bad. But uh, no, as I said, teams on Thursday was just an like, introductionary teams play to everybody get to know each other and stuff like that. And then on a Friday, I went over to the Narrative Gomesia campaign. Uh, for those who listened last year, it's an awesome narrative campaign with a big yeah. uh, like map of systems and stuff happening everywhere. So there are like three different styles of plays, plays going on, like teams and singles and uh, zoned Halis. All the ones affecting this big narrative map, which is always fun. I, I just then, love uh, Mark and the guys in the Gomisa campaign. They're like, dude, where are you? You need to go to table uh, four. Oh, I got the dice for you. Come over here. And, and yeah. like two days of people telling me to go places. And I was like, I'm not even at Adepticon. Have you not yet noticed? <laughs> yeah. Where am I supposed to go here? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. They seemed seemed confused at first that you weren't there, but it all they got around to it at one point. So, but I got all your stuff from them. So and all the love to those guys, putting on an awesome event as usual. Um, and then on Saturday I played the Somatalis Gamesia, uh, which is really cool. And I met met all the guys from last year and played against a lot of people I played against last year, like Ryan Powell and. And there were lots of people I really, really don't kind of remember. But they seem to remember me, so all is well. That's the good thing about having the white Varangian T-shirts on. <laughs> so they can either avoid you or give you a, or a, a big hug. It's either way. Or a combination of both. Yeah, exactly. No, but it was... Adepticon was awesome just as last year, and everybody's so super-duper cool. Um, oh, but you have to tell about the, the fucking main event of the entire trip. When someone got something? Hmm? Hmm? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the uh, Thursday, after all the big events were done, and just before the big apocalypse started, because they have have a like annual big apocalypse with all the titans and everything facing up. I talked to all the guys, so I got got some alone time with everyone and announced because uh, we brought over a reaver titan for Gareth Lowe, who won it at the, with the DMD raffle last year or this fall. Either way you see, 
Uh, and I got to announce and hand it over, and I was really drunk, and my English isn't the best, so, but, uh, isn't you know. the best? It isn't. <laughs> I'm just being an asshole. You guys. No, no, you are. You're always being an asshole. There we are. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, everybody seemed to appreciate it, especially Gareth, because he loved the Titan, nice flags and books he got. Um and I you know, do you know how he, how he did in the fucking mega battle? Did he go down or? I don't know actually, because he left right after the the speech. We'll have to find out. We'll have to get him on just to give us an update. I'll I'll talk to him, but right, like right now. Um, but uh, no, it was really cool. Everybody stepped up and took their time to listen, and I think we got. Actually, got some donations, did we? Yep. Like, I got some donations. Paid afterwards. Which was cool. And yeah, it's and been, everybody been trickling a bit since we started, and uh, we are actually. Well, since the your little spiel and we kicked off, we're up to almost $2,000. Wow, nicely done. So it's a good start this year. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it doesn't involve me getting my back and ass waxed on the internet, so I'm quite happy. <laughs> and so that was a one-time deal. That got done. Uh, it will happen again. We all know <sighs> this. But well, aren't no, you but, always on fucking ass waxing? No, yeah, it all got done. Ass waxed, don't I'm good. I'm good. Moving along. <laughs> Moving along. No, but there were... Uh, a couple of guys stepping up asking how they could like donate and be a part of a raffle. So that's that's all always really cool to see the guys stepping up and everybody's interested and I think this year is gonna be great, especially for the DMD raffle. Yeah, we seem to have heaps of more people joining in and want to like donate shit. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. And it just it just goes to prove it's an awesome community. Uh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so lots, lots, and lots of games were had. Uh, I won't bore everyone with all the details, but I'll, co- I'll come on. That's uh, I don't uh, want to talk about how badly things went. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Let Let's. I just want uh, Magnus to put up his uh, his Adepticon medal in in the Facebook chat. What oh, 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 Freddy. Ouch. Harsh, man. That's harsh, dude. Okay, fair enough. Shots fired. Fucking hell. It's yeah, only like 20 yeah, minutes yeah. into the podcast. Yeah, Jesus. But I, I've had Eric uh, getting on my back about that all trip, all the, uh, all the while we were there. So Did he dance around with his medal in front yes, of you? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, but, but did, you tell him that no, did you tell him that no one actually likes him? <laughs> I tried to, and then no one actually cares if you have a Deathcom medal, but didn't seem to help. He kept on dancing. Really weird. Tell him yeah. to go back to 40k. <laughs> yeah, well, at least, at, least at, the, at the end of the day, you weren't posting pictures of your shoes on our Instagram, so you're all good. <laughs> that is true. So I'm not responsible for the Instagram feed. That's... Uh, no, that's, that's all, Eric. Eric. <laughs> yeah, seems like no one was responsible for the Instagram feed. No, it's all <laughs> Eric. It's fine. Well, yeah. that's what I say. No one was responsible. <laughs> true. That is true. 
Yeah, but um, as I was saying, really cool to be there this year again. We'll see about next year. Um, as we've been talking, it's probably uh, LVO instead, but I know someone else is going to Depcon next year, though. Ooh. Maybe, perhaps. Yes, I got my league pass. Uh, I just need money. That's minor inconvenience, but probably sell yourself at the local shop there in wherever the fuck you live. Barbecue town. Barbecue oh, yeah. town. Barbecue village. Sorry, barbecue, barbecue village. village. Don't upgrade me without asking. <laughs> you don't need that responsibility, huh? No. So no, come on, Magnus. No. Tell us about some of your games. Seriously, man. What happened with the gaming? What did you get up to? Uh, the best gaming, I would say, was uh, the Teams games on uh, Thursday to uh, me and Johnny. Yeah. Uh, and I got to finally put my uh, Salamanders on the board for the first time. And Johnny put his Sisters of Silence together with the uh, Iron Hands. Ooh. Oh, intriguing. Yeah. Uh, Explains this is... why he's playing Sisters at Gotcom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So they were like on us, like 50 sisters were on a sprue two weeks before I got to come. So. <laughs> we're, 50, we're 50 sisters on bases and like three color minimum by GothCon then. Uh, by, uh, oh, no, by the event then. <laughs> they look good. They're not an issue. I know oh. Bjorn was uh, there to help Mr. Procrastinator himself to get shit done. <laughs> so uh, I always started off the, uh, on Thursday. Against Duncan Kendall and Jack Ross, a Death Garden Sons of Horus team. Uh, really cool players, as everybody is there. No issues at all. Really fun to finally try out your list for the first time. And same for Johnny. And I have to say, the Sisters of Silence are they're a meme bunch with the like facing up against the right enemies. They're really, really nasty. Um, but uh, we actually got that game, which was good ego boost for the first game. But then again, <laughs> then we lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, against a Sons of Force Iron Warriors combination with Rudy. Now I'm gonna wreck his last name, Jetzelsberger. I have no idea how to pronounce that. I'm sorry, Rudy. Um, and so James Neal. And uh, Rudy's Sons of Horus were is an amazing paint job on those guys. Uh, and I believe he got a prize for him later on. So uh, once again, a really cool game. I got to try out my uh, Salamander's tactics a bit more, but still we got... Did you get to kill people with flamers? No. No? No. Did you not have any flamers in your list? Yeah, on my rhinos. <laughs> I killed people with meltaguns. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, and uh, angry, angry people with hammers and shields. Fire rakes. Oh, fire. Yeah. Yeah, they're a tough bunch. They're nasty. <laughs> it's the only. It's. I tell you what, if I ever played Alpha Legion, I wouldn't worry about anybody else. I'd just take a unit of those as for rewards of treason because those things yeah. are amazing. <laughs> They, yeah, they just can, grind. Yeah, they just stay put. That's what they, they do. I mean, go against the norm of siege tyrants. Yeah, everything. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, 
So uh, that was uh, Thursday games. Um, really cool to, as, as I said, it's like I get to know you kind of event. So really casual, everybody walking around, having beers, especially us and us handing out beers, which is always appreciated by most people. You were the party wagon is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Well, we had to have a party wagon. Or we had a party corner. But then we had to cover it all up because you're not allowed to bring drinks or food into the hotel from the outside. Well, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, we had to cover it up with gaming mats, which were supplied by Adepticon. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, then on the uh, Friday, I played the uh, Gomizia singles. And uh, <laughs> I played against a Thousand Suns player and named uh, Matt Prober. And he had a really bad, bad mission for his army. He had, a, he had a, like a Thousand Suns Smash Brothers list. His Magnus and all his second friends in a Spartan. And to, oh, uh, party bus all the way, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And two squads of Terminators. And um, what do you call the guy to get bring robots? Uh, the Castellax, the special... Yeah, he brings, some he, he brings three friends, uh, the special character, the console. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three friends. Yeah, some robots. But he, if I faced off against that list in a normal mission, he would just hammer smash straight through me without blinking. Hammer but, smash. That's interesting. Yeah, it just goes <laughs> Anyway, in this mission, it was you got points by getting your shit off the table through the other guy's deployment zone. So, I so left you my fucking spot. went from we break from no one <laughs> and gunned it down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. <laughs> deployed everything on one side, so I deployed like my uh, heavy squad on that side, and then. Everyone ran for their lives towards his department and went to the Charge! Run the fuck out of here! Or the official term of Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> yeah, there was no way I was going to face up against that list. So I just ran like a brave, brave boy. But you know, won the mission. Superman. Play, play the mission. Always play, play the, the mission. mission. Yeah, he was really. You could see his face when you when we looked through the mission player pack, and it was like, ah. But it's like I said, if any other mission, he would have stomped me straight off. So I was really happy about that, at least. And then I faced off the second game. I faced off against our good friend Josh Delarosa and his nice. Soul Rocks. Did he show you his balls? Depends on which balls you need. Mean here. Yeah. Did he have it? He basically, did he have his nut hanging out like he always does? Uh, didn't look that close, but no, I don't think so. There was too much hugging involved. I would have felt it pretty much. So he didn't accidentally grace you with his balls. <laughs> Probably when I wasn't looking. You never know with him. He's sneaky like that. He's big and sneaky. But uh, no, I faced off against Solar Ox. There are so many tanks in that army. What are it, like 18, 19 tanks or something? And a yep. shite load of infantry I, coming he up. He likes to play with like lots of toys. 
Oh yeah, yeah. All are the Torxes, right? A lot of yep. torxes and stuff. But uh, his army was not fit to go up against mine. Uh, too much large blasts, blasts, uh, guys with Maltas, fire rakes. I kind of deep struck behind his lines from one side and my artillery from the other side and just smashed through him. So he, he had a bad day. Those poor, poor solar oxes. So what you're saying is you had fun. Oh, I had a lot of fun in that game. Finally, try getting to fucking sh- shoot shit up like a complete boss. But uh, that's pretty much where it ends. All the fame and fortune. Uh, <laughs> the rest of you don't want to talk about. <laughs> the next game I uh, played against uh, Nicholas Mare, uh Night Lords player. And the objective was to he was, he was the attacker, I was a defender, and I deployed some of my stuff in the middle, including my HQ, and the mission was for him to kill my HQ. And for some odd reason, I deployed my HQ by himself in the middle of the board. And all all the rest of my army that I could deploy, like counter-deployed his infiltration, did not realize he had a flyer coming on, turn one, with cracking his eyes. Ooh. <coughs> Oopsie. <laughs> Oopsie doodles. Yeah, I... I, I I deployed so poor. I've never played such a bad game before um, with my deployment and not thinking. And he was asking me all the time when I was deploying. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. This is going to be great. He was like, no, it's not. Make Salamanders great again. Yeah. Not not a job for Magnus. No, he, (laughs) he butchered my army. There was nothing. There was nothing for me there, but I deserved it from so, the bad. So you basically relived Istvan Five all over again. Oh yeah, it was exactly like Istvan Five. He went straight through me. There was, there was my deployment was so bad that he almost wiped out half my army turn one because of my really really shitty deployment. On the other hand, I had a. F- I think it was a four-turn, complete turns, close combat between my Fire Drakes and his um, Dreadnought. So, yeah, that didn't go too well. Four turns, you didn't kill a Dreadnought with your Fire Drakes? Yeah. yeah. With your Hammers of Thunder? Yes, yes. Wait, wait, uh, wait what? I didn't take my... I had my Veterans with Maltas and my Speeders, and I was like, ah, fuck that Dreadnought. Fuck him. My uh, my brave, brave Phydrex will go in there and they will kill him instantly. They did not. So his death a like Death Star command squad on bikes came in and just slaughtered me later on. Yeah, okay, that works. That, that, that gets a job done. You could have yeah. used the Phydrex for those. Yeah, but they were dying slowly to a dreadnought that he dropped part in. Was it, was it a box dread, so it was even more... <laughs> no, it was the big one. The big oh, Leviathan. Yeah. So his the Leviathan's uh, invul save, good stuff. Mm. 
someone had actually four... charged his I shields just, before. Just like to point out, I've taken—I I mean, I've—I've I've taken out Primarchs with fire drakes in one round. What the hell? I—I <laughs> I like glanced and penetrated him like four or five hits per turn, but there was nothing under four on his dice for that invulcer. On the other hand, my fire drakes didn't die as well, so we just stood there looking yeah, dumb. Punched who... each other in the kept punching each other in the face. Well, neither yep. should be like an even amount of points standing there punching. Oh, oh my mm. armor! <laughs> the one with the shields and hammers, and and I had my HQ walking to it, and he stood there like a complete moron. So, but then his command squad on bikes that were really, really cool came in and just smashed him. And yeah, lost that game. Big. They're like, look, everyone is looking at that big dreadnought fight. Let's ride <laughs> around and kill them, stab them in the back. There's something going on over there. Let's go, go look at it. Just punch people. No, but uh, he deserved it, or I deserved the loss because I was just a shitty player. So no hard feelings because I played him again uh, the day after the Summer Talus. Mm-hmm. And there he proceeded to kill me again. <laughs> so no, no hard feelings. No, still no hard feelings. No, he had a, like a big death squad with uh, jetpacks and like two HQs and stuff. And they just came towards me and I couldn't stop them. And then they don't touch me, don't touch me. Yeah, and then then they did Night Lord shenanigans like we're we outnumber you, so we hit on one extra and we wound you on uh, one extra. And you go like, oh, okay. I'll just remove these models, thank you. But uh, still a fun game. Uh, and then I played uh, Matt Thomas in the Summer Talus Iron Warriors player. He did not like. Like my uh, fancy, fancy salamanders with their fancy, fancy heavy squads. Uh, the Volkites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they made short work of a lot of stuff. He didn't enjoy the race of love. What? The race of love. Oh, he was yes. sending downrange. Yeah. It was like an open type of summer talents as well, not like a bulkhead scenario it was like open world-ish so they could go to town on it but it was it was the scenario was that you get all your troops back every turn that die so yeah he came on coming i kept on blowing away and then uh last uh summer talus game i played was against uh ryan powell that i played last year as well uh and his son supports it was a we played the exact same scenario on the exact same board as we did last year, actually. <laughs> so, and uh, he was the attacker and I was the defender last year. So, it's a bit, a bit of a grudge match. And... Yeah. And you, yeah. Did you lose did you... last year? Can't remember how it went last year. I won this year, but not by much. Well done. You won this year. Yeah, some, some of the games. Five out of eight, at least. No, no, can't even count. Five out of seven. So. 
Five out of eight. I just had randomly had a. a <laughs> ran, you just randomly had another game somewhere and completely forgot about it. Yeah, it's yeah, possible. but no one will check this, so I can just say stuff and no one will bother, anyways. Yeah. Lying is a thing. They just want to see the medal. Yeah, everybody wants to see the medal, and I don't have one. Uh, but that was all my games for this year. Um, and then. Uh, but the best part was in all the games was meeting up with all the cool guys. Uh, same guys as last year, mostly. Uh, some new faces. But uh, we'll see about next year if we can get away from Adepticon or if I go to LBL instead. Well, it's always nice to try different things. Yeah. And then we hooked up a bit with Andy Wardle, our good friend. Um, yeah, I heard Andy did really well with the gold uh, with the crystal brush. Yeah, he did. Uh, he took a prize for one of the singles models. He um, didn't his Dorn win. Yeah, and then he had their uh, their new model that we put our. The, was it like the Biologista or whatever it is? The yeah, exactly. Yeah. Coming up in like next month or something, they're releasing it. Really beautiful model, but uh, it was tough competition. I mean, there was there were amazing models for the crystal brush. Yeah, it's a very highly uh, thought for and sought after uh, um, award. It's really there's just so much cool stuff. I was looking at some of the stuff online. Yeah, but it's like when you discuss these things with Andy and the guys are an Eric and they're talking about it and they're like, oh, you can see that guy didn't blend that and he didn't do that. And you go like, I could never paint this shit no matter how much time I had. And they were like, oh, it's not good and it's not that good. And you go like, what? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you say so. Uh, yeah, you, you you slowly packed away your salamanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the corner. Somewhere. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, whatever. I totally agree with you. Don't look at me as I pack my sad, sorry models away. Oh, yeah. Oh, <coughs> yeah. Uh, they're amazing. They're amazing models. Uh, and if you, you guys listening haven't looked at it, look up the crystal brush. Uh, yeah. well, it's also on the photos that you took, though. There weren't that many because I wasn't down there. Well, there's some no. photos that someone put up. Maybe it was Eric. Yeah, Eric put up some photos, I think. But uh, no, there. It's completely bananas how you can paint that good. But uh, well, they spent a couple of months. I think one guy spent, what, 16 months on his model? Would not surprise me. Well, I could spend 16, month, 16 months and it wouldn't turn out better than like a 10-year-old painted, so. <laughs> oh, dude, don't say that. Uh, Definitely a 14-year-old. Yeah, stop, yeah stop, 14 stop acting like you, you, you're taking away the fun of us insulting you. Yeah, I know. I, I See how I did that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but do you see how we still managed to insult you anyway? We, 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 <laughs> yeah, we, we've been doing this for a while, man. We're good. <laughs> yeah. I know, didn't get away. But uh, no, but then we, um, on the Sunday, we closed shop, uh, said goodbye to everybody. 
And as we were sitting at our hotel at uh, 4 local time, yeah, we were going to go to the airport and we looked up our flight and it said, it has already left. And what? Yeah. That's so always like, a good sign. Uh, yeah, we can see it on, uh, you can track all the flights. You know? <laughs> so you had like live track. Yeah, yeah, we could see our flight like leaving. You go like, oh, this, this is isn't good. that good, is it? Everybody's like, no, that's bad. And we checked our uh, like reservations and everything. It was like, no, it's supposed to leave at 9 p.m. What the fuck? So we hopped in an Uber to the airport and talked to SAS representatives over there. And they were like, no, this flight always leaves at four and you have to, you've mixed it up and it hasn't left for like nine since November. And we're like, yeah, okay, we don't care because our reservation says nine. And they actually came back and said, we made an oopsie. And we were like, <laughs> yeah, you did. No fucking shit you did. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, Okay, shit. How is gonna how are we gonna solve this? And they were like, okay, we can book you on the Copenhagen flight that leaves at actually nine, and then hop on a, after an hour in Copenhagen and jump on a flight to Stockholm. So it worked out. And for for the good part in that, which Freddie will feel really happy about, is that since they fucked up our reservation or booking. I got uh, my bag through without paying a fortune for it because of, oh, wait. Because <laughs> someone See? had a couple of pounds in my bag. Nice. So something good came out of it. <laughs> well, you got to uh, spend more time at the airport drink beer. Yeah, with Andy. So that was, yeah. that was nice. And we took the same flight. <clears throat> to Copenhagen as the rest, uh, like the Danes. So, ah, it was cool. But we were a bit stressed for a couple of hours there. Especially when you see your flight has already left and you go like, okay, we, you have to find a new flight to Sweden. And you go like, okay, that's in like three days. That's when the panic starts. <laughs> yeah. That's a little bit, um, eh, crap moment. <laughs> yeah, it's when just, you just start money and time, mate. Yeah, especially when you start to calculate how much it would cost you if SAS said this is your fucking problem and you have to book uh, your own tickets to like Copenhagen and Stockholm. Yeah, well, I was going to point out uh, there's more of a case of uh, the, the, this happens at the end of a, a con when you have no money and have very little time left. It's like, how fast can I shift all the resin I've just bought or sell myself to make the money? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it all. It all turned out. They did their best at SAS, so it is what it is. But we got home like two hours later than we thought we would, so no harm, no foul. It is what it is. We got home. I'm happy with that. Minor nice. victory. Minor victories. So, what have you been up to in the hobby, Freddy? <laughs> uh, I think I already said that when we did the introductions, but I have been painting. Stuff for Gothcon, and I've been writing stuff for Gothcon, and I also been writing stuff for Lincoln. Yay! Yay! Oh, oh I forgot something. I forgot oh, something. <laughs> we actually, if, if you follow our Facebook, and I just want Freddie can tell you more because we put some picture up. We actually got our first printouts. Yeah, that's true. 
Yes, we it's did. Hobby related. They're so fucking gorgeous. <laughs> yes, they are. Much better than I expected, actually. With yeah, they are fucking way better than I expected. Yeah, both the both the book and uh, posters and cards and yeah. yeah. Mm. Gotham will be amazing. Yes, shame you're not, not there. <laughs> no, I won't make it. I won't make it. Someone oh, needs but... to sa- save up brownie points. Yeah. Yeah, for Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is at least you're at least you're honest about it, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I have no issues with admitting that I have to save up points at home to go, <laughs> go places. Uh, we've all had to, well, I've had to do it in the past, but you know. <laughs> yep. We've all been and, there. Let's put it that way. And why was Freddie not at the Depticon? <laughs> Because I went to the Caribbean. Yeah, because you weren't allowed to go to Adepticon. Yeah, also mm-hmm. I had like, I, I still have zero cash after the Caribbean. <laughs> it's expensive to go. You know what, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit, I'm honestly a little disappointed you didn't find, you didn't make more of an effort to find heresy while you were there, Freddie. Just saying. Uh, you could have taken an army with you and played on the ship. That's true, but I did actually do something I haven't done for a while. I read heresy books. Ah, wow, okay, that counts. Can't argue that, can we? No. Too much. No, that, that is actual heresy. <laughs> that is actual heresy, yeah. And Which it is gave me cool. heaps of inspiration for the fluff. Yeah. Which is exactly what we need. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, lo- lots of fluffing and writing and painting and finishing of uh, by, uh, of models and uh, yeah. you know all that sort of stuff. So, busy man. Yeah, busy, busy, busy. How about you? Me, uh, what have I been up to? Uh, slowly working on Titans, as always, because they're taking a lot of time around everything else. Uh, been slowly building up my World Eaters armored list. I decided a while back to put the militia on hold, and I'm working on the World Eaters list. I'm building everything, and my plan is to simply try and paint, get all the base colors done, because it's an armored list. Shouldn't take that long to get it all done on all the vehicles. Uh, the base like work, the anyway. Yeah, but you know, but base base colors, and by that I mean literally putting a coat of flat white on them <laughs> and doing it all in one go. Um, so there's there's that. Um, spent some time on the weekend getting together the transfer sheets for Gothcon, uh, yeah. and I'll be working on the transfer sheets for Lincoln. Big shout out to Peter Aylers who helped me with that. He did a lot of work on the resizing and, and putting together of stuff for us. That was awesome of him. Um, so there's that. I've been doing anything else particularly heresy related. Not hugely. I mean, if I count cleaning up and trying to tidy my painting studio a bit, that counts, right? That's hobby no. progress. No, no. I spent I spent a while progress. Uh, true. Um, I, I spent some time talking. I, I actually had a really nice, uh, albeit slightly prompt, uh, impromptu chat uh, with uh, Daniel Stenart from um, Dirty K because uh, he, I, I, I've been, at, I was, I was acting as a mule and okay. hof, uh, helping over some uh, betrayal at Kalth or uh, whichever boxes they were or. Burning of Prospero boxes from Denmark. Uh, last time I went over for Callis, brought three of them back, and so he was collecting them for 
various nefarious reasons. Or painting, I don't know, take your pick. Um, and um, yeah, so we were uh, we were having a good chat and we're talking about their upcoming event and Lincoln and how he's uh, had to, he, he's managed to score the brush skills course and Lincoln uh, through some nefarious tactics, which I'm sure he's going to be paying for later from his fiance. In fact, yeah. he's he's pretty sure he'll be paying for them later. But um, yeah, should I be uh, being at Lincoln? I'm going to be borrowing one of his Adeptus Titanicus forces, which is going to be fun. I think I'm going to be nice. playing with his Furians. I think it is, and it's going to be sort of like a Warhound heavy list, apparently, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, we were just generally chatting. So there, there was some there was some hobby chat had, which was quite nice. Uh, so that's that. And we recorded our Gothcon primer as well. So yep. yeah, you know, that's definitely that, that's definitely hobby progress. That counts. That was something that'll be out this uh, roughly the same week as this is. I'm not sure which way around I'm going to drop them, but they'll be out. Um, and hearing about all the awesome stuff for uh, um, for Gothcon is just oh, it's going to be so good. Oh yeah, we're going to raise the bar yet a level. Good, can't wait. Um, yeah, it's 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 all the way up to eleven. It's all the way up to eleven. There's no arguments. And it's only the first event, so God, God knows how we're going to keep cranking it up. But we just have to add more numbers to it um, and keep throw going. So uh, throw money. Th- sorry, was that throw money at it or throw a monkey at it? Both are applicable. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Way, wh- I wasn't sure which way you were going with that one. <laughs> throw a monkey at it. I like your inter- your in- your ingenuity. <laughs> I just don't. Lo- I'm not sure. I like the uh, the ensuing caper to get the monkey on time. But you know, if one we'll see what work, happens. Try the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If a monkey doesn't work, throw money at it, or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> That's a T-shirt if ever I ever I saw one. <laughs> throw a monkey at it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a co- I'm sure there's a corner of the world where some sort of uh, social justice warrior feminist has just exploded by that thought. Um, yeah. But you know, shit happens. <sighs> We've got to have the dumb to our clever balance. Um, that is true. Yeah. So that's sort of hobby progress. We should have a quick chat about the um, the new releases because, I mean, we do have, obviously, the book itself, the tome. Mm-hmm. The, and Solar Wars. Book 8, which is out, and Solar Wars, which is sold out. And sold out in a ridiculously, ridiculously short period of time. Um, like a couple of hours, if I remember are, rightly, are or less than that. Is that in normal like? Wasn't it five minutes? Uh, I I was saying hours because I was pledging my bets because I honestly could not remember. But yeah, that sounds about right. Um, it was it was ridiculous, and um, I th- I read something. I think it was on Crusade and Heresy. Um, I think what that uh, it's been suggested to, and uh, maybe even by. Uh, Black Library or Forge or whoever is responsible for it, that they limit it to like maybe one or two purchases per customer, because oh. uh, there there was some general feelings that the scout that scalpers were getting in there because they were going online within a seriously short amount of time at ridiculous amounts. Yeah. Um, for uh, um, you know. For sale, and it's like, 
I'm not a fan of that at all. Never have been, especially with something as gorgeous as um, something like that sort of limited edition book. It's it's a little annoying, but you know, I guess that's that's how the system works. But if it is changed, then that would be awesome because that will that'll work nicely. No, I but uh, no, why would anybody? Why would anybody in this in, in this hobby ever complain about anything? No, I mean, you never do. No, not at all. No, I'm, no, no. I'm not going into my one per episode for that one either. Um, Magnus does nothing wrong. Exactly. That's just how it works. No one complains that Magnus does nothing wrong. Yeah, pretty much. Um, heresy community. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Yeah, let, let's step out of that one because that was just like, nah, let, let, let's try and avoid that one. Um yeah. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's okay, book eight. Book eight. We have been waiting. It has arrived. It is fucking gorgeous, and you will hear part one of many from us later in this episode. Uh, but it's also dropped with the Blood Angels, Crimson Paladins, the White, um, and uh, yeah, there, there was uh, obviously Sanguinius dropping, and uh, still, according to their website, they are temporarily out of stock of both versions. Of Sanguinius. Yes. So um, I'm not surprised. It's a fucking gorgeous model. I'm not surprised at all. But um, yeah, I really hope they both come back into stock because I, I, I really like that. Um, the one with the limited edition base. Uh, Pell is devastated. Yeah, because he, he was walking one. around on the weekend like, should I buy it? Should I? Oh, no, I, I'll. Sure, but now I'll, I'll wait. I'll buy. It. I'll buy it when it comes out. Like I, I, I spent too much money. I'll at least wait when it comes out. I'll buy it straight when it comes out. And now it comes out, and it's sold out. I feel for him, man. I really do. I really genuinely feel for him on that one because it, it's a hard decision to make because you're just not sure. And then, oh crap, it's gone. <laughs> but that's out once again. Yeah, it happens. Uh, but there's also uh, we've got pre-orders as well because the the white scars stuff is oh, dropping, yeah. which is the the dreadnought and the uh, terminator armored praetor. Yeah, yeah. Which um, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised because the last time they've they've done it, they've kind of dropped everything in one hit. Uh, yeah. But I guess they're spacing it out a little bit more, so that's cool. Um, well, they they did explain it on the weekend that it uh, even though if they have a a, a prototype model. Uh, mm. It it all comes down into a production line, so it's not ah, always cool. that because you have a have a model out, and it also depends on how complicated they are to do a mold for them. So yeah, cool, Freddie, uh, company man, glad to know. Um, uh, I got to talk to a guy from Black Library during Adepticon about mm-hmm. we were well, we were standing in line complaining like Harris players. <laughs> uh, for the Forge World Store, <laughs> and we uh, grabbed one of the guys from Black Library, uh, and he was like, "Yeah, well, we were mostly discussing like the new Abaddon model that was standing next to us," uh, and he was like, "Yeah, we've had that model finished for like ten to twelve months. It's just how it works. We have to wait with the story and wait for the hype and." We won't start selling models just off the bat because we have them. We need to like portion it out, which is understandable from their point of view. Yeah, totally. I mean, like I said, 
I was just I was just genuinely surprised just sort of following what they'd done before. I was kind of just expecting it to drop. But uh, I actually quite like the fact that it's spread out a little bit because it gives us a couple more Forge or Fridays to look toward to, um, which would be nice. And again, as always, Forge have put together um, two specific bundles. There's a Blood Angels Day of Revelation and a White Scars Chigorian Brotherhood package you can buy. And I'm sure you save absolutely nothing on them. <laughs> as, as per Forge. <clears throat> it's just a single click just to make it a little easier i'm not sure if that's the right word but spend your yeah money. Yes. yes yeah it's easier to spend your money but it's something i picked up at the depticon is the new uh dreadnought drop pods Ooh. Yeah. i haven't seen check that. you out yeah i haven't seen that on no what's the kit I have... like I have no idea it's still on a box Magnus, come on! You've been back I in think, the country how long? Why is this thing not built and started getting primed? Come on! They probably—it's probably the old model. I was really <laughs> confused when I got—I had like a—I was gonna buy the so tried to buy book eight and solo warbook, but I was too late, like with all the days too late. Mm-hmm. But when I got to the, like top of the line, it was like, oh, the new dreadnought drop on. It's like, okay, fuck it, I'll buy it. I have no idea what this is, but I'll buy it. It says new, it's shiny, it's a dreadnought drop on, and hopefully it's a new model, not the old one just trying to get out of stock. But we'll see. It'll probably fucking break as always, but we'll see. Now, the old one has been out of stock for ages, man. Yeah, yeah they're trying to sell uh, and, the last and it last month, and they sold it to me for a fuckload of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and, and I, we, like on the, not this weekend, but the previous one, we did meet the designer, and he signed our book. Mm-hmm. That we raffled out. Ah, cool. That's what, one of the design teams. Yeah. And the new one is really good because it's already like prepared for magnets and shit. That's nice. And I think I saw, I don't know, correct me if I'm totally wrong here, but did, did Samson pick up the big drill? Yeah, the big thingy? fucking mega drill. Yeah, yeah, it was so cool. Like a dildo in the Heresy Hall. Yeah, just ask Pelle how many times I did. I did what Pelle did with uh, Sanguinius. I did to that drill on the weekend. Oh. You didn't buy it, did you? No, I didn't. You're kind of kicking yourself that you didn't. You. Yeah, that's a big piece of resin kit. Yeah, and it's so fucking gorgeous. Yeah. But I need to save myself a little bit. <laughs> I, I want the rules. I am so broke. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, well. Shit happens. Shit happens. Uh, <laughs> I need buy more resin. It's how it works. More mm. crack. crack more crack. resin crack, goddammit. Make it so. Yeah. But yes, there's loads, loads of cool new stuff out for pre-order and uh, new releases. Everybody, every man and his dog is getting a copy of book book eight somehow uh by hook or by crook or by selling themselves somewhere um so it's getting out there i am very much looking forward to uh digging into the details as we we are working on it and i'm very much looking forward to um listening to and seeing what the new um 
new marine options are, the new marine units and stuff, because uh, I've heard good things. I've seen rumors of things that actually make units like the Iron Circle viable, which is interesting, which I'm very much hoping is the case. Um, yeah, and yeah, deep striking with monstrous, with like cast, you know, these units. I'm like, wait, what, what? But their Primark can't do it, but this fucking guy can. Okay, fair enough. He's going in my list no matter what. Because <laughs> he will be glorious if that is the case. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, so we got anything else we want to shout out? I mean, do you want to, Freddie, do you want to just shout out the uh, raffle one more time before we sort of, I think, head on uh, out to our main piece? Yeah, if you if you have been living under a rock and you haven't noticed the raffle, go in and check under our event page. I know that some people that tend to go through a computer and not using the Facebook app, if they go through the, the link to the event page and then try to click the not link, Jesus! Sorry. <laughs> Too much varnish. Um, they, uh, for some reason, it says that the, the donation page won't open, but just fucking copy the, the link into your web browser and you'll be all right. Otherwise, if you're on the phone, it should be no problems. Uh, and also, that's about it. Like, I'll, we'll do a sh- shout out about everything that's going on in the wrap up. But yeah, check out the raffle. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Get to the raffle. Get to the raffle. Pay your ticket. <laughs> it's just going to keep going like that. We'll keep that one going for as long as we possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that being the case, and you know what? I'm going to wrap this with a bow and say that's it for the intro, guys. We're going to head on out to some music, and we're going to come back in with our uh, first, first part where we look at the fluff and the Blood Angels in Book 8. And we're joined by a friend of the podcast and uh, ongoing man who is currently cursing his lack of sanguineous Ispella, and it's it's going to be a great time, and we're very much looking forward to going on this Book 8 journey with you guys. So we'll be right back after this. <laughs>
And as promised, we are diving into part one of two uh, as we break down book eight, Malevolence, because as as it was put to, put off air and, and also many times before, holy shit, this book's got a lot in it. Uh, <laughs> if we want to do it in one go, we'll be here for six hours. So we quite wisely decided... Yeah, true. We quite wisely decided to sit down and break it into two parts. So... We're gonna go through the fluff because that's what we love. We are we are all fluff buddies here, and we're then gonna have a look at the blood angels and the white scars, and then part two, our next episode, uh, will be all about uh, the campaign system, which Freddie seems a little excited about. I have to admit. <laughs> I mean, are we talking book four levels here, or are we talking? Oh, oh, maybe we should yeah. we should yeah, save that. Yeah. Yeah. We should well, save that. We should save that. We should save that. Don't, well, don't go down. before everyone gets too excited, book four is still the best book. Okay, but good to know. The campaign system in this book, just that system, makes this book worth it. Fair enough. Okay. Well, we we, we will say no more because that's next episode. Otherwise, we'll we'll just tangent like we always do. And then we'll also pick up on the demons. We'll have a look at the golden boys. 
and we will talk about all the new Space Marine consoles and stuff, which is basically going to give the meta a nice swift kick in the balls and re- reload everything over the next next year, which is all we can ask for from a, from a really good book. Um, and actually, this year though, uh, true this year, yeah, it will be actually, yeah, because it will kick in before uh, it can kick in before uh, the events and everything, which is useful. Um, and tonight, as I said before, we do have a guest who will be coming back for the next part as well. It's a lovely, lovely Pearl Amnet. How you doing, buddy? Hello. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> Obviously, very well. Obviously. Can, can... <laughs> Earth calling pair. Earth calling pair. Can you hear us? No, I can't hear you. You're totally disappeared. Oh, oh yeah, my fault. Totally my fault. Yeah, okay, fine. Whatever. I'll take the blame for that. Yeah, I'm just okay. introducing you to our listeners as, as the, the, uh, the, the, our guest co- contributor and just generally one of the guys who happens to actually have a copy of Book 8 in his hands. Or yes, on his I ta- do. Or on his table, depending on how pretentious he's being. Um, on my table right here. On your table One right of the there. first in Sweden, I guess. I don't know. I got it before Fred, anyway. Yeah, That's the big point. Oh, no need, man. Burn. No need. That was cold, Freddie. I mean, even for you, that was pretty cold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've um, known Pella since he was a fucking kid. I can do <clears throat> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Almost. So the abuse, the, the, abuse is, the abuse is consensual by this point. Yeah. I just hit him in the head with a beer bottle. It's fine. Uh, yeah, that explains everything. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, so we have got um, we've got a lot to talk about. We really, really have, and. As I don't have a copy of the book in my hand, I'm just going to be guiding this ship as I always do. You have 300 do. pages of the index page. I do. I have 300 <laughs> versions of the index page, which is amazing. So I'm going to be able to guide it, but I'll have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, which the is going to be amazing. The book is 300 pages. You can save your head. The book. No, it's 312 yeah. pages. Yeah, but then I don't have... Shut up, the pair of you. I don't have the full book, if that's the case. Now I, now I feel bad. Shut up. So you're missing 12 pages. Yeah, and it all counts. It all counts, okay? Just hush. Right. Anyway, um, fuck you guys. <laughs> but totally worth it. Um, okay, here we go. So let's 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 talk about this. I mean, let's book eight. We've elephant in the room. Get it out of the way first. We've been waiting a while for this book. Um, but on a scale of I don't know, Erebus to Sanguinius, how how happy are we? Sanguinius, of course. Well, Erebus, of course. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Um, so we don't but, like Erebus. Oh, no. Who's like Erebus? Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck Sanguinius. Erebus. Fuck Erebus. Fuck Lorger. <laughs> I okay. Uh, everyone hates Erebus. We're we're Sanguinius. Sanguinius night. Perhaps. We're happy. Is what we're saying. happy about this book. Is that even right? Yes, Sanguinii? we are. Sanguinii? We're waiting for a while. For it as well. Yeah. We were waiting, but we're happy. Yes. Awesome. I mean, there's, there's, like we said, there's so much to talk about in this book. I mean, there really is. But we want to start off with the fluff and straight in, just looking, looking at my 300 pages of tables of contents. I mean, it's got fantastic, um, just some fantastic headlines. I mean, the hidden war at, uh, what is it? Piercing the veil, the, at the gates of hell, 
Battle of Sing- uh, yeah, Singles. Old metal songs from the 80s. Betrayal of John Max. Of hell. Yeah, a gate of the I mean, this, oh, yes, that's what I was going to say. This is like the world's, <laughs> this is like one of the greatest metal albums ever. It's like Bolt Thrower's greatest hits, hits or something. You know, it's, it just, it's awesome. But tell us what it's about, Freddie. I mean, you, I know you've written, read through this fluff. Just, just start, give us an over, give uh, us a, dive well, us in, man. It, it, it's kind of like the, the book is, uh, broken down into, I can say, like fluff wise, into three parts. Really, uh, it's 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 the first one is how the narrator is explaining, is trying to justify the great lie. Basically, why did the emperor not tell anyone that they were fucking demons in the warp and that they were bad for you? Uh, and also how how like it, it's kind of like they're kind of upset about the lie. Uh, he, he's trying to, the way it's written, he's trying to justify that, that people need to know the truth because otherwise we're going to end up with what happens in the 31st millennium, 41st millennium, ignorance and blah, blah, blah. And terrible things. Because if they tell them the truth about the demons, maybe they can handle them and be mindful. But you know, because we're humans, we fuck things up. <laughs> Uh, some other things I have, so so basically it goes through. It starts off with the how they explain how how kind of the emperor and during the Great Crusade how they dealed with the demon stuff and the occult, and then it it goes into explaining that further, like how they they do a summary. You know how they usually do all the summary battles, so they have a, like a summary thing for for basically major occult things that happened during the Great Crusade. And also to go through go through a little bit of shenanigans that Logar and Magnus did. Uh, well, basically, Magnus in, does shitloads of shenanigans, stealing techno-arcano studies and stuff. And Logar, he doesn't do that much shenanigan in the beginning, but afterwards, obviously, he goes off the fucking rails <laughs> and, and, and starts getting obsessed with occults and gods and shit. Goes on his emo gap year, you mean? Yeah, but one of the big things uh, is basically we get told about an entire organization that we did not know about, Ooh. and we also get get explained why they are remembrances, iterators, and stuff like that. Are you gonna and let how us they're some part details? of Mal- Malkador's? big plan okay well this is spoilers for people who haven't read it obviously so basically uh there there are there there is a secret police so to speak that is like um like the office of the sigilite controls and oh fucking i don't know i'm gonna look it up how to pronounce i don't even know how to elucidators lucy e-l-u-c C-I-D-A-Tors? Elucidators. Elucidators. Yeah. And basically, the elucidators, they're spread across the crusade fleets, and they're trying to eradicate you know, anyone that starts worshipping shit or any signs of uh, you know, demon infestations or anything that could be, you know, that doesn't comply with imperial truth. Mm-hmm. So they're, 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 that's their big thing. And what they do is they, they're they also in charge of the iterators and all that shit. So they're trying to, like, that's part of the branch. So so they are basically 
the secret police that roots out any kind of think the inquisitors in 41st millennium sort of thing. But they only have one job, and that's to spread the imperial truth and to eradicate any kind of... They they do... Uh, like, the, there's one of the mentions is how they deal with the, the first instance when they try to... Uh, there's one crusade that they spread out that the emperor is a god, and then they kind of, you know, so they kind of cleanse that shit. And also they deal with shit that really shouldn't be dealt with anyone else. So they kind of do exterminados or exercise stuff. Okay. And basically, you can tell it, uh, call it, it's like a atheist church missionaries, something like that, to spread yeah, kind of. the atheist uh, truth, imperial truth. Yeah. Cool. And, and also they do like investigations into the occult if, if things are happening. They also gather stuff which they give to the Sigilite. Or the Emperor. Ah, okay. Is that, does that tie and back I, into does that tie back into one of the, the there's one of the short stories where they end up find um Malcolm oh, well, sends a raid out. Yeah, to find a stone and shit, but the stone wasn't. Yeah, the Rosetta really... it was the Rosetta stone that he found. Yeah, exactly. And and, and it's like Heaps of that stuff. So it's it's kind of uh, so it kind of goes into like well that's one of the part and then you have the Empress Talon that was another another part um, and then you have so so you have like the elucidators which is kind of the the secret police and then you have the talents of the Emperor and they they are the one that basically deals with this kind of shit. Right, gotcha. Um, and and also kind of uh, and they also try to recruit stuff so they, they they're trying to recruit people that are like philosophical influence like bright people and then they kind of you know use them to spread the imperial truth and that's why how we have like Sindemen and all those how they got recruited back in the day so they they're really just part of uh Malkador's, um and the Sigilites kind of secret police. So they have the secret police, and as part of that, they're trying to spread this propaganda. And and Malkador is kind of basically uh, basically the head head behind that. So the Emperor, deal, he deals with the, with, the, with the talents of the Emperor, and then Malkador deals with basically everything else. Okay, that pretty much nails it. And and he has free hands from uh, from the emperor to do Ooh. whatever he has uh, that has to do with demons and the occult and stuff like that. That's that, I mean that that shows a pretty trusty relationship there. Yeah, so they they're big buddies, but like, uh, and and then it goes on de- debating like so. So that's the first part where they kind of they kind of kind of explain that. Then they also explain some of the legion's role in in spreading the great lie and and their role within the greater great lie um and how it's how it becomes kind of sad like the death guards your homeboys pele <laughs> obviously are supposed to hate psychers didn't turn out that fucking well did it <laughs> and stuff just one guy <laughs> just one guy you know <laughs> it's always just one guy at the start of it all yeah, Erebus. <laughs> and, and obviously, it mentions how, like, when when the Horus Heresy 
kind of started how all different, even the loyalists, fucking black shields, whatnot, like the what we call separatists in our event series, and and the traitors. The traitors they didn't give, they gave zero fucks, and they just went fucking bananas. And and so, and then you have the loyalists, how they kind of they started to fight fire with fire, sort of thing. So they started looking into their like, uh, ancient weapons, their techno arcana, and and stuff like that. They start, you know, dealing with psychers, doing wards, and you know, sort of more stuff that we that people are used to in the playing forty k. Yeah. Cool. That 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 that's basically like the the first part of it. Okay, so that's that's sort of like the opening barrage of fluff, right there. Yeah, so it just goes goes through and and it kind of ex- explains the how the book of Lorgar, how how at first it was like the Emperor's God, and how then it became some manifesto for chaos, and and how some of the legions changed throughout the the thing. It also goes into like, uh, you know, how uh, Horus thought that he could tr- control the war, but obviously he couldn't, and and so on and and it it just basically the first part explains the how demons and chaos evolved from first of all it explains the great lie in basis uh, it doesn't have an answer why it debates if it was good or bad most mostly the the narrator in the story says that the best thing that the emperor should have done he should have told everyone the truth <laughs> But the, it, it, he also contradicts himself later on by saying that, well, maybe if it did the imperial truth, what it did was unified people in one certain belief. But you can't you can't really unify people by making them believe that oh the gods in the warp are dangerous. So it's better to unify them in something that strives toward a common goal. So imagine kind of. JP is going to hate me for this, but imagine kind of, you know, co- communism in Soviet Russia. So, so they they have this idol, say it, Jody. Idealism. Yeah. So, so they they even have to believe, matter, matter a word. Then, well done. Yeah. So, so they believe in this one thing, and 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 because they believe in this one thing, supposed to be for the greater good, it binds all the people together, and. For they own the lie only had to last for a certain amount of time. Obviously, everything went to shit with fucking Magnus's folly and, and all that shit. But it gave everyone like a common cause to strive for, you know, the, to further humanity, be the best you can be, and all that shit. So, so they, so he's kind of debating himself in in the story because it's Ooh. told as a narrator, narrator point of view that he's telling the story about you know this is what we know this is what happened and then kind of more and more demons and chaos shit happened towards the end and now the world is what it is is pre-fucking scouring so or just as the scouring started so he he's kind of trying to explain that and and he's trying to he's trying to understand why the emperor lied yeah and he doesn't agree to it, but he wants to understand. That's kind of how he portrays. So, so that's like in the beginning, it's like a lot of explanation about like demons and stuff. There's an interesting thing about the fucking Smurfs and how <clears throat> Papa Smurf maybe maybe 
did some sort of secret research and tried to summon his own demons. Mm-hmm. And then fucking used them as his own weapon and shit. But yeah. And there's also heaps of stuff. They they keep referring to something as the the unbalanced scales. And it's about some confession of some alpha legionnaires and stuff that they 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 talk about and and it's like you get all these bits and snippets that whoever this is written to should know like oh well i i know everything the fucking unbalanced scales i know about this and i know about it because he refers to all these sources but you have no idea because you haven't read it so it, it's kind of like the whole you know the legions disappeared thing yeah because you have no idea what the fuck the unbalanced scales tells us so it's kind of like how you do research and then you refer to like someone else's paper. Okay, got you. So that like, everyone else is supposed to know. Yeah, if okay. If you're within the fucking, you know, you're in the, in the know-how. But obviously we have no idea because we haven't read the fucking unbalanced scale report. Got you. So, so, yeah. But we get... But the answers, the answers you need to these particular so we, questions we are coming in your head. Yeah, we here. get enough to just be fucking, ooh, this is, this is cool. This is, I wish I could read this book, but you know, obviously. So it's it just, and it explains about the warrior lodges a little bit how he's kind of analyzing what happened and how it happened. And he gave his, his point of view why he thought things happened. And for us that knows the truth within brackets, we can do, we can cross the dots you know, with our pen and realize that, yeah, th- this is, this is a bit far fetched. This is super cool. I didn't even think about that, but I can see the the fucking red thread through here, and it just makes everything you like decard constantly. Awesome! It is so cool. That sounds so cool. <laughs> like, it is, and and I love how how they've used Death of Hopes as one of the you know to to that movie coming out homage, but that that's uh, for Anush to talk about more whenever he wants to uh yeah and there's even some bits about ferris manises and his walls of mimir and his relics and techno arcana and how he was the biggest uh, preserver of techno arcana shit so that's kind of the that's kind of the the first uh three chapters where you can see like the piercing the whale and all that shit so hang on one second are you basically saying that ferris manis was basically the biggest loot whore ever Basically, he he took I mean, all the loot hall. He, he was he, the him and Vulcan. Him and Vulcan did all the. But all Vulcan the isn't mentioned Oh, disgusting! No wonder he lost his head. <laughs> He's still alive. Don't even bring that here, Pele. Never. <laughs> I'm just gonna flip through here and see if I I missed anything. But there, there's heaps of like short stories, short explanations. Uh. Heaps of, heaps of like extracts from different things that happens, uh, but overall it's a massive explanation. What happens from basically leaving Terra and yeah. going out, and how how the Imperial Truth evolves, secret police, what's going on, how how people reacted to Demon first, and how it kind of evolved throughout the period, and how it how you can you can follow it, and how it became how it is forty uh, k. Kind of thing. That's so that's awesome. the fir- first part, and it gives you reasons why they are it- iterator. They're trying to explain why the Great Light happened from the Emperor, what was going on, 
and then they try to analyze the legion's perception about chaos and who knew who didn't knew who should they have told that would have fucking helped things and why didn't they and stuff like that they try to put some basis and context to the madness yeah nice and then obviously we go in big two big chunks in the book and the first chunk is focusing on the blood angels and the second chunk is focusing on white scars and and if we look at are, so we, are, we, are, are we not mentioning are we not talking about chandax or, or is this what you're talking about the chandax yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, first okay yeah sorry angels. i was looking I have so many yeah, content, so many. Co- I got so many content pages to look at, man. I'm just getting confused. Which, which no, bit I, I, I summarize it because basically, the hidden war piercing the whale. Uh, it's it's kind of linked in together. It, it it's the whole explanation about chaos, like uh, how, how it's also explaining the great lie, what it was, like the idea behind it and stuff. And then it goes into the big two campaigns. The first one, you know, is the Blood Angel one, which is Cygnus. Yep. And for everyone that has read, was it Fear to Tread? Uh, yeah. Yeah. For there's nothing new here. So, so basically, well, there, there's some small bits, bits and pieces that aren't really like uh, it, it is. The good thing about this, like, if you read Fair to Tread, you get the prologue for that book, which is, it, like, a massive chunk of it is basically how they tried to manipulate and how the Blood Angels ended up where they were. So they kind yes. of, like, they, they backtrace the steps and they see, like, how Horace's plan is. He deals with the gods and so on and so on and, 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 and all that stuff. And and why why they didn't question it, and how how actually not just getting the blood angels to go to Cygnus, and how how he knew which of the units that were going to be able to reassemble with the fleets, and how the, that would affect other loyalist operations and shit is pretty cool. And yeah, how already, yeah, and how already the fucking Alpha League has been involved to make them. Already mentally unstable before they started the camp, but yeah, yeah, Pelle, sorry. Yeah, about the future tread. It's all about. We're gonna, I guess we're gonna talk about uh, Blood Angels, Gene's yeah. Infall. Yeah, it's about Horus exploiting that one. Yeah, get them to feel anger, rage, bloodthirst, to make them flip. And there's a lot of uh, fluff. In the Blood Angels section here, referring to just that, how they are a legion who's have the fault, have the anger, have the rage, and work against it and overcome their faults. Because when I'm reading a little bit about the legions that comes to mind, compare them to are actually the Night Lords. It would be interesting to see. What happened if Sanguinius fell down on? Uh, oh my God, Nostromo! But because they are the rage, if the Night Lord are the judges in the Emperor's plan, it feels like the Blind Angels are the executioners. 
Ooh. at least to the traitor side. While yeah. using the space force, apparently, to backstab his brothers. <laughs> yeah, are you with me there, Freddy? Do you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand what you mean. Because there's many parallels with um, uh, Sanguinius and fucking Night Hunter. Yeah, there are a lot of it. Yeah. But because the Night Lord are losing their battle against Gene Seed, against the heroes, uh, against the history. And the blood angels, blood angels are winning theirs. Yeah. So I guess the traitor will focus on your goal and not yeah. come to madness, I guess. Uh, lies. Yeah. <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> and that's very much what Fear to Tread is about. To exploit the blood angels' weakness. Mm. To get the rage, the blood rage, the blood thirst. But, uh, it's I such a cool way. I guess I will spoil that book now. But anyway, yeah. I, so. I think it's fair to say that it's fair to say that book has been out for a while. <laughs> and you know, yes, spoilers. However, go read it because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll be spoiled. You, you'll spoil it reading book eight anyway. But, yeah, I guess so. But basically, like they they, they do the layout. Of- campaign they they have like the order of battles they have who like how how the planning goes by and and the lie that Horace tells Sanguinius but the thing is that the carrot that he holds out because he he is he he holds out well two things is they've been lying in wait killing off (laughs) random orcs that you know the the alpha legions are hunting in some field and they're just doing picket duty and they get getting fucking crazy well and and he keeps feeding them with glories that all the other legions are doing. so obviously it, it is they're not doing anything they're just hanging around there killing the random orc ship and so they're getting fucking bored and restless and then he says he sends them on like this sickness thing is going to be the biggest greatest battle of your fucking lives and you'll find the cure for your flaws yeah, and obviously he takes that fucking hook, line, and sinker because he's his best brother. They're fucking buddies, and obviously they send fucking to be the fucking envoy of the message, which is never a good sign for us that knows the fucking <laughs> truth. Uh, but uh, the the fucking wolf dogs show up. And some custodes, because you can't get enough of the fucking custodes, can you? Uh, and then, I, I don't know, like... I would read Fear to Thread before I read this. But if you can't, if you don't want to, uh, maybe if you're not in... in, in Hang on, I'm, I'm confused. Custodes? Where the hell did the custodes show up? Uh, to the fleet. Okay. Are you custodes and fear to tread? I don't remember that. But no, I don't. I don't. They're not. That's why. I'm, that's why I'm like uh, yeah, custodes. There, yeah, there's a bunch of custodes. Okay. Okay. Should we trust you? But that's interesting. In the first chapter in Fear to Tread, there is a scene where Horus Horus sees the Black Rage. Yes, and he didn't know it because the blonde angels Sanguinius keep it a secret. Yeah, that's I love that. Uh, where he gets the idea to lure them into this infested demon world. Yeah, 
I was uh, I love I love that I love that scene. I love it for more than anything is that basically it goes Horace is basically a ninja master fuck you and your skills because he sneaks past everybody while being like a 12 foot killing machine or whatever it is. Yeah. Which is like well, I love that I lo- I just I love that part of the story because it's suddenly like I could be sneaky even though I'm a 12 foot killing machine and yeah. Ta da! Sanguinius, what have you done? Yeah. But that's the entire background of what's happening and why they are moving. Yeah, but it also goes into that Horace isn't, because he isn't really interested in turning Sanguinius. He just wants to destroy him because he is super envious. But I'm yeah. reading the order of battle here. We have. Uh, Prefect Kalimak Sebron Windex Minor of the Imperial Court, together with 36 custodies of the Chamber of Vigil Magna Viridium, compromising several squads of Equinox Interceptors and Ephorii Decapitation Cadres. There you go. So 36 custodians. Okay, which page on that one? Uh, 40. 40. So you see okay. the auxiliary I think assets. I've seen. I think I've seen this. The the reason is because I don't. I don't um, people can shout at us while they're listening to this. I don't remember Custodes being in Fear to Tread in any way, shape, or form. Me neither. Because uh, they would made a difference. Oh, I here think. it is. Well, they but, they do a little. But um, no, I, I've because I've seen this, and I'm wondering if the, what your thoughts are, whether or not the the units that are mentioned in there are in it. Indication that there are new custode units coming, <laughs> or they're in the book. <laughs> yeah, this, are they? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I have I got the book in front Those of me. Those flying stupid custodes. Oh, is it them? Right. Oh, okay. That makes a whole lot of sense. Right. Okay. I don't know. It was custo- There was a custodes release. I went EA and then moved on with my life. Um, have you? Well, yeah. As far as custodes are concerned. The rest of it, not so much, but Custos definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, basically, it breaks down the entire uh, Fear to Thread book, but mm-hmm. from see it more as a historical battle report. Cool. With a bit of narrating, so it has like the order of battle, like who goes. Uh, who is the flank company? Who's to the who is doing that? Who's doing that? And who are they facing? And what's going on? Cool. Okay. Then the next question has to be. And then it's like the aftermath of and so on. I, I now 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 that we've gone through that, is is there any more to that, or can we can we jump into the one I'm particularly interested in, which is Chondax? Yes, we can. We can jump into Chondax. So tell us about Chondax, because Chondax is one I've been wanting to hear about, and I will, again, put my hands up and say, I've never connected with the White Scars in the books, so I found it very hard to sort of sit down and read any of their stories. So I, oh, I have... This is like, if you have read Scars... And <laughs> is it really that? Okay. Yeah, but it, it is... The, the thing that makes it super interesting especially for me who being like a big history buff is the way that it's laid out. It's okay. exactly laid out as you've done with the blood angle. So you have like the background. So you have explanation what's going on. You have the background. You have the idea why Horace has sent them off there. 
what's going on. And obviously, once again, you have the unbalanced scales, the refer- reference to that Alpha Legion thing, what's going on. You'll have your orders of battle. You have the plants with, within plants, like how, how actually taking these uh, white scars out of the bigger war, how that affects other loyalists and how it makes it you know, weird and contradictory. And and also, well, I forgot to mention before that about the Space Wolf. Uh, we find out about the Space Wolves in the Blood Angels one. Okay. It's the Sigilite that sends out all these, you know, things. Packs, yeah. Yeah, the packs. And actually, it worked against him in that way because it spread more distrust and, and so on. Yeah, I'm not surprised, surprised by that. Yeah, okay. I would like to have them hanging around here. Yeah. I mean, that was that was visible at... Um, when was it? Uh, I remember Empire um, with the wolf pack there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically it goes into like the, the disposition of the, the white scars, um, which what kind of forces they're sending off to Shondax. And it goes also through like the, the Alpha Legions, their kind of fleet assets, their Legion assets, command and control, and how they're going to fight, or, or, or kind of the strategy for fighting the White Scars throughout the Shondax campaign, and how they kind of, sab- initially how it, it kind of escalates from sabotaging uh, the White Scars fighting the Orcs, and kind of how, uh, yeah, how, how they get more and more involved involved in the fighting, and then, and then in the end, it's full on legion versus legion, you know, warfare. Do they? Does it? Does it delve into much around um, sort of the the scars, especially the Khan's point of view on the? on the heresy itself towards the end of that stuff, or is it all sort of, um, as in what, what helps him make it, you know, what, where he thinks the way he thinks, um, about what goes on the heresy, or is it just all sort of pre pre heresy running? Uh, well, it, it kind of goes on to, it's, it, it's focused more on the campaign in itself. Uh, I think that the book gives more about his inner thinking. Mm. Uh, but basically, uh, basically, you know, in in the past, he's he he was one of the few buddies to Magnus. Magnus didn't have that many buddies, mm. really. and he he has heard the room like he doesn't know anything about bro and shit. Fucking uh, Sanguinius doesn't prosper when he when he goes into Cygnus. Uh, so he needs to know what the fuck is going on. Uh, so basically, he goes to Prospero, and obviously, what's going? What happens in Prospero in in, in the other books? So he doesn't know. Like Dorn, Dorn, Dorn wants. So in the end. It, the kind of battle report. It's like a battle report. What's going on? Bam, 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 bam. Goes on like how he meets up with the fucking space wolf and all the shit, uh, and and so on, and everything that goes on in Shondax. Uh, 
And then in the end, it kind of ends up with he wants to know what the fuck is going on. He leaves for uh, he leaves for his best mate Magnus at Prospero. Okay, that makes sense. I'm just just interested if they put any if they put any more in there in regards to what was going on or um, anything along those lines. Because just because that's always been one of the things that has interested me is the um, yeah because the thinking behind the car. Yeah, but the thing is, he wants to know what the, he he doesn't trust anyone anymore. So in one way, it, it kind of it kind of work like for people that are spoilers. Um, Give us spoilers. Uh, well, basically, he doesn't trust anyone anymore. He he's like he doesn't know. Like Magnus was his big buddy. He wants to know like either fucking the space wolves has gone bananas, and that's why he doesn't trust them. Or, or what's going on is going on. Like either the space wolves has gone rogue. Or it's Magnus did did nothing wrong, or he did something wrong. He needs to. He but he doesn't trust anyone, so he wants to find himself. Yeah, isn't that covered at least in the first scars book in the horror series from Black Library? What's it called? Uh, uh, Path of the Heaven. No, not a uh, riding. Oh, Path of Heaven. Isn't that one? Is it that one? We realize. I'm gonna spoil that one too. I'm gonna spoil books today. We have a discussion with this um, Legion, or what is this guy called? His closest. Anyway, uh, he knows. He's he's doing a hard choice between two bad choices. Because the emperor is obviously a tyrant, but what is Horus up to? Which is the least bad choice to do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Uh, that's the discussion in this book. It's the background story of it, pretty much. You know, he knew he has to do a decision, but uh, which one? Yeah, he's trying to work out which way to go, basically. Yeah, and that's a pretty well-written book, the way I recall it, so read that too. <laughs> yeah, go look at that as well. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So, but, Chubb, but... It, but... It's kind of ties all the Wise Forest books together, and it kind of tie, ties the whole thing together, and it gives you the campaign, and it gives you the campaign all the way up to... <sighs> Them basically deciding that they're going to stay loyalists. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Well, that's good. That <laughs> <laughs> they did. I approve. Well, uh, after <laughs> everyone that wants to side with Horace commits suicide and or basically gets murdered. <laughs> Fair enough. Not longer. <laughs> no, no, not longer. <laughs> but then he wouldn't do the right thing in the first place, would he? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. So, okay, so Chondax, I mean, it, from from your point of view, as you know, as you say, a big fluff fan and everything that's sort of going on there, um, does it deliver what you wanted to to see um, for the White Scars and for the Blood Angels as well? I mean, do you feel it delivered the, those opening parts? Did they deliver yeah. what you were after? Yeah, like they're, they're so good, and it's it's basically 
let, let, let if I summarize this in the best point of way, it, it is those Black Library books. If you took the Black Library books and you read them and you turned that into kind of like a um, military historical document mm -hmm. uh, written by some sort of researcher slash eyewitness slash narrator. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's what that's what you're getting, and it's it, it works basically. It works well. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm just asking. I've got an independent view here. No, no, no. It, 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 is, it, it is. I might not sound fucking overwhelming, but it is. It is. I'm sorry. Like I guess every time I turn a page, I get you're getting lost in the book, aren't you? That's I was the like, oh, I remember this and this. Good. This is oh, so good. I can't get away with telling you to put the book down, otherwise we won't have anything else to record. <laughs> but uh, bring the focus back in, Freddie. Bring it back in. Yeah, I'm bringing it back in. But bring but, it back uh, in. Th this is what I'm saying. Like, if, if you read, imagine Fear to Tread written as a fucking military historical account, you know, with some action in it. Nice. And the and same with like Scar's uh, Path to Heaven and so on, written as a military historical account. And then after that, we go to the gate where where it kind of wraps everything up. It kind of wraps it up on how how they went off to what happened with. Basically, it explains what happened with some of the because obviously we know from books we read that some of the the white scars weren't like super loyalists. Some of them were really like pro Horace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and then it also has basically how the blood angels leaves. The you know the, the traitor Gulliman and his newfound empire and stuff, and it, it kind of ties everything back together. It, it it ties the knot in together, like how it went on. Nice, yeah, really nice. I mean, it 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 sounds awesome, and that that's I think that's. I'm just interested how it all ties together, and it it really sounds like uh, the guys that put it together, Andrew, and the team that have written it, have really gone through. Let's let's pull it all together and really make it a solid, um, a solid piece to pull stuff together rather than leaving more threads out there, no. which I no, which I quite it, like. It, like they super rounded off with uh, the, a gate unsealed and run. So like what what happened now? Like with the fucking demons? What happened with the with the blood angels? What happened with the white scars? What's going on? And 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 the thing is, it kind of ties off like what what's going on. So the demons, like, oh, he, they kind of basically open a, a game that that this is like now we're into that war without end part that leads into the uh, 40k universe. Earth. Yeah, awesome, awesome source. So that's that's so that's that's the opening sort of massive section there. That is the 114 pages of the opening, <laughs> and, and and then we go into the Blood Angels. Well, I was going to say, the, you, you, just to check, because be thorough, the gate, a gate unsealed, is that, is that all part of the whole um, early that is, that part with like, the, the Sigilite stuff? Kind of, no, 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 a gate unsealed is the last chapter of the initial fluff, and that's yep. where they tie together the Shondax and ah, the right, okay, got campaign you. together, together with the opening fluff. And then cool. it kind of moves on from uh, M31087 until Forever War. 
Cool, cool, cool. I just wanted to make sure I, I, we hadn't missed anything there. Uh, uh, nice. Just read it. <laughs> read it. Fall in love with it because, you know, it's what it's there for. So definitely do that. Um, okay, then. So let's move on to this. Now we've got the... Now we've got the direct stuff about the Blood Angels yeah. and the White Scars. Uh, and... I don't know if, if, if Pella will take this, but obviously I'll just go, go through normal stuff. You will have the background, you know, the coming of the fucking angel and all that shit. You will have their ex- ex- exemplary battles. You have color plates. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, the normal stuff you have in books, but yeah, I'll... I'll yeah. There's some really interesting stuff there. I haven't read it all, I have to admit that. But uh, the reference to the Night Lords, uh, we talked about earlier, are there in several places. So it's very interesting to read and maybe think about what could have happened. With both if of those the, agents. If, if the angel, if they'd swap places, basically. Yeah. If, if the Primarchs had landed in different places. Maybe, or just anything went wrong, or whatever. But they are closer than you might think. At least that's my opinion. You might have another one. No, 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 no. But you'd be wrong. (laughs) Of course, I'm right. (laughs) Yes. Hey, you're not not Magnus here. It's okay. Okay, okay, okay. I am right. Pelle is always right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but there's some, some cool about how the circles, like the inner circles, and uh, like the the fucking uh, the order of the first sphere and all that. Like the, yeah. The, the and I think hierarchy. about the way they recruit, the jobs they were given by the emperor in the beginning, so on. Um, that's interesting. Do they do? Do they do much on um, highlighting things like the sanguinary guard and stuff like that? The more special yep. units. Yep. Yeah. Uh, ba- basically, they have like uh, it's kind of like the Dark Angels, but it's all in the open, so it's not like secret in their fucking secret. <laughs> I like that. Like the Dark circles. Angels, but all in the open. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so they have this kind of swears, just like the Dark Angels have like their fucking the inner order. You have the what is it the Deathwing, whatever happens, uh, who is Cipher and all that. But here's all open, so that you have like the industry are mostly attracted, like the, they're the favorite of the Primarch, and okay. and there obviously you have the Sanguinier Guard, um, which is well, basically his bodyguard, yeah, his yeah. favorite little cool, good tushy fucking shit, and then you have the Crimson Paladin. Uh, and then you have the burning eyes, and then you have the angel's tears. Tears. Let's favorite. All sounds suitably emo. Hmm. So the the burning, if you if you do parallels to the 40k universe, the, the sanguine guard is obviously the fucking sanguine. Uh, the burning eyes are kind of what later becomes the chaplains of the. Death yeah, Club. that's a very interesting. They're like a secret police for the Legion. Yeah, and why did they need that? Yeah, mm. but they're, they're, they're looking for people that have that blood madness kind of they're looking yeah, of for course, the taint. But... It's all about the taint. Yeah. 
Best uh, blood agent is the only legion that solved their genetic faults in that way. Yeah. Maybe, perhaps maybe Dark Angels, we don't know. They're secret here. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but anyway, like if, if parallels to that, that that they become probably in the 40k like the fucking chaplains of the company, yeah, and they definitely. go around and select select whoever's done fucking total madness, and they go look after them. Cool. Uh, but here they're more fucking om- ominous and dark and evil. Uh, and then you have the angels here, which are basically the super destroyers. Yeah. Ooh. That's the probably the death company in the Fort K World one. Well, the, oh, the, the it's the same job. Uh, well, well, they don't Maybe. have to do it. Yeah. But it, so basically, the the angels, because being a destroyer in the in the Blood Angels Legion is a bit different than other legions because they see it as a, I don't know, like a special role and and it's requires special people. And it's it's kind of not people don't want to be it, but it's they're highly valued and they get something back for the sacrifice of being part of the fucking destroyer company. Yeah, one thing struck me a little bit. Isn't it the Blood Angels a pretty small legion in numbers? Um, what about hundred? I read somewhere it's like one hundred twenty thousand legionaries. That's pretty yeah. small. Is well, it though? I thought yeah. they, that, that's that's pretty yeah, okay maybe. I'll I mean, see, I, what is this? I was gonna say after. Dark Sand Legion is much bigger, isn't it? After Sig, no, I don't think it's that much bigger actually, considering. Um, but I think maybe after Sig, okay. no, but no, I'm just saying, I, I'm not sure, but I think uh, definitely after Signus Prime, I think they're a few short. Yeah, Level after Signus Prime, yeah. Yeah, but another thing about the Blood is they're not as crazy as the salamanders but they're one of those legions that <laughs> really uh really strive to pr- protect normal humans yeah that's one of their contradictions there they are well they are the executioners they have the dark side even have the secret police but they are also the legion besides salamanders but they're special that actually try to protect and talk stock standard human beings there's yeah. a scene in master of mankind uh, where there's a blood angel character there actually talks to a group of human oh, children yeah, yeah i know i was like what the fuck what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah and try to pep talk him and i'm hard to see any other legion do that oh, salamanders yeah salamanders Maybe an ultramarine here or there. No, no, it's not practical. Fair enough. They're like, "Have you done your taxes?" No. (laughs) So (laughs) that's also part of the contradiction in in the legions. So it's very interesting. (laughs) Have you done your taxes? No bolt bolts around to the head. Boom. Oh well, I'm not doing it now, am I? And then, then we have the ex- exemplary battles. But we're not going to, like, this is not a Legion special, so we're not going to go super deep into it. But we can go through <clears throat> basically the Legion rule, the special characters. Yeah. Like, the artwork is gonna... pretty cool. We have to mention that. Oh, yeah. Albia. Did you see yeah. that? Albia. Oh, yeah. So cool. 
the pre-heresy, they're like grey with bloodstains on it. Grey with silver trimmings and bloodstains everywhere. Yeah, because it, it kind of hints to their being cannibalistic as well. Yeah. Uh, Considering they, they don't recruit from the, they don't recruit from the best stock either. <laughs> yeah, that's another night lord thing, right? Yeah. They take the scums and drugs and prisoners and yeah, criminals. But <clears throat> Pella. Yep. I think that because there are your bad boys and see them at Lincoln. You can go through yes. the like roughly their army rules. I guess. Yes, I have to have to uh... go to page two hundred and two, you mean? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> the Blood Angels then. They have a uh, set of special rules, like another legion for the army. And the first one is, of course, Legion Astartes. And if you don't know that, you should read the rules. And the next one, <laughs> you have to perhaps help me with Ensarminate Fury Incarminate. Okay. No. <laughs> You know, Freddy, help me out with the presentation here. And uh, in Carmine Fury. In Carmine, thank you. And when fighting an assault using a melee weapon type weapon, and a model with a Legion Astartes Blood Angel special rule requires one lower assault to wound that they normally have to. Uh -huh. So basically, this you can say they have a plus one strength when fighting in melee. Nasty. So that's pretty good. It's the same one. I haven't changed that. That one. And next rule: without remorse, without relent. Models with the Legion and Starters Blood Angel special rule must always make a sweeping advances if they are able to. They may not voluntarily go to ground. That's fluffy, I guess. Um, yeah. they can't really stop themselves. And you may not have no, not, not may not have more uh, vehicle type units than infantry or legion of starters. So you nice. can't go bananas with vehicles. <laughs> that kind of makes me a little sad because we're less likely to see the. Um... Uh, what do you call it? The the crazy blood angels riding on top of rhinos from Ventral Spirit. Yeah, but you you, you can, can have it. Dedicated transport. True. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fair point. I'll I'll, I'll step back from Just there. give all your units transport, and you're safe. Fair point. That's a cool modeling thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a plastic armor for the tank. It's called infantry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And then they have some special war gear. Mm. Um, first off, uh, they can replace uh, some weaponry. Any model with a Legion Astartes Blood Angels special rule with access to the Volkite Serpenta as part of the war gear options may instead take a hand flamer for 15 points. And next, any model with a blah blah blah. With access to plasma pistol 
as a part of the war gear, may take an Inferno pistol for 15 points. And any Praetor, Centurion, or Consul with the Legion of Starter's Blood, the Indian Special Rule, with access to Pow Fist, may instead take a Blade of Perdition for 20 points. And Hand Flamer is a Hand Flamer. I never really liked that weapon. Yeah. It's a little bit meh, especially for 15 points, seriously. Uh, wall of Flame. Yeah. You get charged, you have the, like, a butt ton of Wall of Flame shots, but, uh, you yeah. know. This is worth 15 points, and you're a blood uh, angel, as opposed to charging. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it's worth the points, but there, 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 okay, there's something there. Okay, there's something there. Oh, sure. Uh, Inferno pistol, though, could be good. Short yeah. range, 6 inches. That's a strength yes. 8 AP1 Melta rule pistol. That'll fuck a few people's days up, that's, that's fair. Yeah, you can knock out wiggles with it, if you're close enough. Oh, it's yeah. Melta weapons, it's good. Yeah, and it's good to pop off that Nasta Terminator you're supposed to charge. Yes, yes, definitely that'll help. Yes, and Blade of Perdition. Uh, strength user, AP2, melee, master crafted, two-handed, and the special rule, Deathfire. Okay. And Deathfire, any model successfully wounded by a weapon with this type suffers two wounds for each hit instead of one. Ah, uh, yeah. Roll to save against each wounded separately, and uh, this these kind of wound does not spill other spill over to other models. That's useful. That's a clarification, I guess. I think that wasn't clear enough in the last. No, it's like fucking bananas. hell of good sword. And yeah. you consider it. You have the um, fury rule. You're wounding one. Yeah, you you just you, better than in normally, and creating more wounds as well. Jesus. Yeah, and master crafted. You have a pretty good sword there. Oh yeah. Yes. And then we have the spamming weapon number one for blood angels. Any blood angels model equipped with a heavy flamer may exchange it for illustrious patent assault cannon for five points. <laughs> for infantry models and 15 points for vehicle model. And this upgrade always uses the profile blow, blah blah blah, of whatever the weapon is being replaced is twin linked or has any coaxial weapons. And this is interesting too. Legion predator tanks may also exchange the predator cannon with the twin linked illustrious pattern assault cannon for five. Five points. Nice. So you can spam this motherfucker. And they have range strength four, short range. Yeah. Strength six, AP four, heavy four, rending on the rule malfunction. And malfunction basically says if you roll four once when you shoot, the weapon breaks. Well, three or more. Yeah. That's That's true. Three or more uh, once. Which this means, if you have a lot of assault cannons, it's going to take a while to play the game because you can't roll all the dice at once. Yeah, and everybody was bitching about template weapons. Wait till they start playing Blood Angels with, with assault cannons. Yeah. And but, but the best part is, is a homage to Second Ed because you remember when you rolled three. On yeah. Your yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Assault cannons. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the, or the, the old heavy weapons dice with the jam options, jam yeah. options and stuff. Yeah, yeah. sustained sustained fire. Fire dice. Yeah, uh, that's it. Sustained fire dice. Fuck it, fuck it up. Yeah, three yeah. gems. You ruined. But it is a good weapon, especially for five points. I mean, yeah. you can take a heavy support squad with heavy flamers, free. Place them with five points assault cannons. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, short do range problem, true, but you still have ten guys with uh, that's forty bullets, strength six, rending. Yeah. That's that's pretty much. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That'll Sorry. get work done. <laughs> Let's be fair. That'll get shit done. You, you get a round of fucking trying to blow the if you have a heavy weapon squad. Sorry, you disappeared. What did you say? Uh, uh, you have one round to fucking blow the shit out of them before they unleash hell, hell on you. We're coming to that. My first idea was to put them in a drill. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> but that's Death not going below. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna happen because we go to the right of war then of yep. course you can depending on which right of war you're going to use and I the suspect... drill is fucking badass sorry? the drill is badass yeah hmm. um, there are two right of wars in, the, in this book uh, for the blood angels then and they're the the ones from earlier. I don't know really if they've made any clarifications in them. But uh, read them through there. The first one, Day of Revelations. This is the one that everyone is going to use. <laughs> and if you're a power gamer, you can really fuck things up with this one. Um, effect is this. Comment. Come at the host. Jump infantry squad, which are part of this detachment, must arrive via deep strike on the first turn of the game and do not need to roll for reserves. That's pretty uh -huh. good. Yeah. All with uh, with fire and thunder. All deep striking units in this detachment gave a five plus cover save on the game turn they arrive in play. Place a marker by the units. Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, just blah, place blah, a marker. The best rule remember. is always the blah blah blah. <laughs> place a marker so you don't forget it. Okay. The opening of the seal. All ranged weapons carried by infantry and jump infantry units, which are part of this detachment, gain the pinning special rule in the shooting phase of any player turn in which they deep strike. Also pretty good. Yeah, that'll have that. Situational, but anyway. The Judgment of Angels. All units which are part of this detachment and have the Legion and Starters Blood Angels special rule gain plus one initiative on the turn they charge into assault. That is very good. Uh, that's that's ugly. That's horrible. Uh, by Unbound. Characters with the Legion and Starters Blood Angels special rule must always accept a challenge if one is offered in combat. If multiple eligible characters are present in the combat, the controller player may choose which one answers the challenge as normal. So, they don't have to offer one. That's. But they always have to accept one. Yes. Mm. But that's also pretty good. You have actually have that choice. That's. Uh, I don't think. No, it's good. Well, it's not bad yeah. anyway. Yeah, well, basically. It's one of the 
the drawbacks because obviously you know that if you want to snipe someone and you can do it, you, you, they always have to accept it. So yeah, it's more of a drawback than a yeah. Than but you uh, well, at least have the choice not to offer a challenge. No, everyone doesn't have that luxury. There are no, some no, limitations, no. believe it or not. <laughs> uh, compulsory HQ, HQ and troop choices for these detachments must be made up, made up of unit equipped jump packs. So in points wise, that's be pretty expensive troop choices then. You can't just take your standard tactical in a rhino hiding behind a wall. Uh, <clears throat> death card. <clears throat> That would be, uh, you know, that would be interesting. But uh, I must admit, I've seen I've seen somebody play at um, Sebastian's event at the Callus event. Somebody played a six, uh, basically played. I think they did a version of their Revelation. Sixty jump, sixty jump troops, but they just jump troops, three squads maxed out, all with uh, melter bombs. Yes, cheap. Cheap points. Yes, just to yeah. survive the first turn, then you're fine. Cheap, cheerful, and they wrecked face. So <laughs> they wrecked a whole lot of face. It was very yes. impressive. Uh, let's see. Next one. Detachment using this right of war must, must take a compulsory fast attack choice as part of the force, which must also have either the flyer or deep strike special rule. So you, you just can take it last speeder, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Or something else. Um, last one, not surprising. Primary detachment using this right of war may not take any fortification. Subterranean assault units. <laughs> oh. Immobile yeah. units or Lord of War other than Flyer or the Primarch Sanguinius. So no drill for me. Yeah, I think that uh, after the weekend when we talked, uh, they realized that with 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 the drool and with the drill, um, the drool. With, the, with the drool, I was drooling them because <laughs> I was gonna say but yeah. with, with the drill because it just has deep strike. I think what they're trying to move away from is they they they're trying to separate the death from above kind of deep, deep strike and yes. fucking subterranean deep strike because yes. what has happened now is suddenly you can do like a a thing that's supposed to come from above and suddenly have drills in it because of flaws in the rules so they're trying just to air tighten all that shit yes. up so they're going to revisit the other stuff so you can't do a fucking crazy uh, where you get everyone drop pods and then suddenly you have a, a drilled roll you know. Yeah, and wise this is totally cool because a blood angel's host coming from above, coming from heaven, down yeah. on your fucking face, and supposed to tear your face off. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not preparing anything. They're not there. This is a alpha yeah, strike. Right. Because if war. you want to do a siege force, then you obviously don't run this fucking right of war anyway. Yes. If we wanna play, exactly fluff wise, this is totally cool. I totally understand it, and it's yeah. it's good enough as it is. They come from the sky, not from Uranus. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? I have to say, it's whilst it's not a thirty k story, one of I think one of my favorite audio dramas is about the Blood Angels in forty k, and it's where they actually um, dramatize them um, doing like a Day of Revelations kind of 
jump assault into um, into a hive to, to that is repelled. They basically tear through the top sort of four or five floors and they like broadcast what's going on. And I'm like, that's fucking grim. And then I, and I remember reading this and thinking, going, oh, that explains everything. <laughs> and I love it. I think it's amazing. <laughs> just these guys just coming in like absolute fucking psychos from the from the skies and just ripping into everything. That yeah, so cool. You can do really nasty thing with this, especially with Sanguinius. We're coming to him. Uh, you can do really, really, really powerful combination there. Just this uh, that you have to. You're dropping down on the first turn. You don't have to do reserves. You know, I'm gonna have two. Units at least, yeah. Um, probably maybe more coming down on my first turn. Boom! I know they have a cover save. Boom! Yeah. But probably, I know a lot of people, internet, Facebook, <laughs> uh, giving them shields, which giving them four plus cover saves. Oh. Um. Ouch. So this is a really, really alpha strike. You you take your hardcore assault unit, boom, survive one turn of fire, and then charge. Yeah, you're gonna pour destructions. The only drawback is that stock standard assault marines aren't that. Um, you can give them power. Power access, sure. You definitely give them multi bombs, but they do not have that many attacks. I think yeah, they only have one attack, right? Yeah, and they two, have normal marines with extra hand weapons. Yeah, so you get three attacks on charge. But hey, hey, you can drop down four to five or sixty. That Danish guy you're talking about. There's yeah. a lot of. There's a lot of fucking shit to shoot off in turn one. Yeah. And, and there is some special units uh, which actually have uh, jump packs as well, coming to these. But this is an alpha strike unit. You drop down in the face, survive, survive hopefully, one turn of shooting, and then charge. So it will be probably pretty short games. You can do it extremely powerful if you want to, but no one in the heresy community wants that, right? Oh, I can think well, of about Eric 10 people. Here, so let... <laughs> I was going to say, I can think of about 10 people who will do it, and Eric would be one of them. I will do it one time, then it will be boring. <laughs> I did it, I did it, now I feel dirty, I need to go wash. Okay. Yes, good. I sit in the shower and scrub my arms. <laughs> <laughs> and when we're talking about list building and challenges, maybe look at the next writer for Day of Sorrow. If you have any other question on... No, no. no, no, no. Wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. To our listeners, we can say that uh, there haven't been any dramatic change to the the rights of war that we saw first in... No. Uh, in I don't think there are any changes. Yeah. Yeah, and don't forget... Well, there's just clarifications, not really... Yes. You're disappearing again. No, 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 that was me moving back. I said there's no real changes. It's just um, clarifications, really. Yes, totally. Uh, yes, that's true. And what I want to say, don't forget the plus one initiative on the turn they charge. So 
if they drop down where you want them and you get the charge on the first turn, they're gonna be nasty. They sound they they sound so fucking nasty. Yeah, a little bit too nasty, actually, if uh, put it that way. I but, don't know. Um, I mean, it, I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I think if it, it depends who you they end up facing. If they if they face anything resembling a half decent organized gun line, then they they could easily be in trouble. Yes, I think for that, for that first standard, round. Yeah, I think a standard game gonna look like this. Um, you drop down, bonk. Yeah. Um, then so the person are gonna shoot you, of course. Yeah. And then two things gonna happen: you survive the shooting, video cover save. Yeah. And you charge, or you don't survive the shooting, and you're probably gonna lose. Yeah, it's it, it yeah. feels like. It feels like a big all-or-nothing gambit, which I yes. really like, because I think that that fits nicely into that style for the yes. for the Blood Angels, and I like the idea of that of just going go big or go home. But if yeah. they go big, if they get in your face, you fucked because they're in your face, and you're basically going to become yeah. That's actually chopped, what it's supposed to be over. totally. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get chopped up. So yes. But yeah. uh, we're coming to this. If you have Sanguinius in the game, oh, here, here and right of Day of Revelation, it's getting even more nasty. Maybe we can wait till we get. Oh, to... go for it, man! Go for it! Just bring it out. Don't don't hold back, man! Don't hold back! Don't hold back! Don't hold because back! Because if you have Sanguinius, you can use a jump pack in both your movement and your assault phase, which means you can drop oh. down your troops defensively behind cover of line of sight. Oh. You have at least 20 inch threat radius. Dear God, that's... <laughs> Boom. Fuck. <laughs> so that's what you can do with Sanguinis. That's what people are going to do, probably. Uh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? So not even a Iron Warriors gun line is gonna save your ass. Oh, I'd like. To... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not liking the chances. Let's be fair on that one. That's fair to say. The only thing that can ruin the day are typhoons. A list with two typhoons. Oh yeah, typhoons will do no the job. No cover save for you, my friend. Yes. A couple of the other super heavies might do the job as well. There's some cover, no cover. save as your or, friend here. Or militias. So much all the militias spreading out in the entire deployment zones. Okay. Yeah, it worked for JP, right? Max spread. <laughs> Max spread. Operation Cobra denied. Deep strike. <laughs> Operation ablative wounds meat shield. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Instill discipline. Yeah, you can scout your entire army. <laughs> if you have that option, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's that, That's just going to be horrible, man. That's going to yeah. be... It's going to be fucking nasty. I can't wait to see it happen. I can't wait to see it. I hope I'm around when somebody actually runs that one just to watch it happen. We tried it on the Weekender. Yeah. Not with um, Sanguinius, though. With Raldron. Do you remember that, Freddy? Raldron. Uh, well, I was super drunk 
And uh, all I remember is some mad person with, with two melter pistol going through the entirety of JP's yeah, army. Yeah, that was totally insane. <laughs> Entire JP's army. <laughs> we were, pew, what's pew, going pew. on? Yeah, he was just going around shooting everything. My black shields were fine. They were fucking even beating blood angels in close combat. Like my heavy weapons. It's like, oh, what's these assault marines you talk of? <laughs> I'll hit them with the bottom of my auto cannon and win. No, you didn't. <laughs> well, they the won. First, turn so... you did. Then we killed yeah. you. Nah, nah, lies. Yes. Don't listen to the lies. Lies of Bella. No. Fake news. True. It never happened. There's no photo evidence. And this is right for you, Freddy. Day of sorrow. <laughs> I will think about you when I hear it. Sounds like your honeymoon. <laughs> right. Right. So now, oh, so don't talk about it. Uh, this is second Blind Angels Right of War, apparently. Uh, it's about Freddy's honeymoon. Uh, first effect Resolute Defense. Any unit with a Legion starter's Blood Angel special rule, which is part of a detachment which uses this right of war, cannot be pinned. An addition is fearless when within three inch of any objective in their own deployment zone. Which is nice. Oh, yes, pretty good. Uh, Aura of Wrath. Any unit which suffers a morale check as a losing of an assault in which the major majority of the enemy models have the Legion Astartes Blood Angels special rule suffer an additional minus one to the penalty leadership value by making the test. Unit which are immune to fear or immune to disability. So basically, nice. if you be, uh, yeah, win a combat, you reduce another pip. Blood, next one, by Blood Sworn. When any unit with the Legion of Status Blood Angel special rule, which is part of a detach detachment which uses this right of four, is reduced to 50% of less or less of its starting models, the remaining model gains the field of pain 5 plus special rule from the beginning of the next turn. This lasts Jesus. for the reminder of the game. And some limitations. Bloodhanded. Characters which are part of this detachment must issue and accept challenges in combat where possible. The Blood Angels player, however, may choose which of their characters does this if they have more than one in the combat. Cool. And finally, the Bitter Dregs. Any unit with a Legion of Starter Blood Angel special rule, which is part of a detachment which uses this right of war that has been reduced to 50% or less of its starting number model. Uh, long, sorry. Okay, uh, has been reduced to 50% or less of its starting number model counts as being destroyed at the end of the game for the purposes of victory points where these are used and no longer counts as scoring unit. Note that the nice. independent characters attached to these units are unaffected. That's the shitty part of this. That kind of yes. really bad. I, this one is obviously more defensive compared to that one. Um, I think it's, it's hard to use 
This might be fluffy, especially against a demon host. Maybe. Yeah. Um, fearless within three, three inch of objective in their own deployment zone. Not many things cause fear, but I guess it's good. Except demons, then. No, no, fearless means that you, you never run away. Like, you're fucking there. Yeah, immune to fear. Sorry. I was... Yeah, fearless yeah. is like no morale yes. checks ever for you, my friend. That's true. That's good, then. <laughs> Which is awesome. That is awesome. Sorry. Um, or a flat. That's pretty good. It's always good to have, a you know, one extra chance. Not extra chance. One extra... One lesser. Well, the, the, it, it's easier for them to uh, break. Yeah, which is good. This one, Bloodsworn, I don't really like. Getting a bonus feel of pain is good, but after you reduce to 50% or less, there's not much of the unit left there. Well, I don't mean it makes sense, but yeah, I, I get yeah. it. It's kind of a, you try to keep people around longer because they're trying to dig in and fight and stuff. Yeah. And they have this accept and issue challenges. It's fluffy. Yep, that's very yeah. cool. Well, basically, it is now suddenly you're, <laughs> you you have to issue yeah. challenges. So no. it's kind of like the same, but you have to issue challenges. Not much to yeah. say there. It's the way it is. The bit of drags rule, that's just a really shit part. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I think you can play this really good, like, with the bit of drag rules, because even though you're not scoring, you're still denying, which means that it is fucking going to be hard for you, for someone not to deny, because you're going to be fearless, you're going to have feel no pain in your own deployment zone. In your own deployment zone. So you're not going to fucking lose your own objectives. Yeah. Really, but, but what you can do with these is you, yeah. So you can tie people people up with these guys. Yeah, but in a kill point scenario, it's really bad. Yeah, it's hardish to play totally, and it's a kind of different style. And I think a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think you have to like you have to find a way to use these. In a in a scenario where you, you, you the guys that go under fifty percent, they're already lost. So you'll you'll just fucking use them as tie shit down like meat grinder stuff. Speed bumps, basically. Yeah. yeah. But sure, why, why not in a scenario or something where you know you're gonna play this one this way? This could be cool, I guess. Hmm. But I don't think a lot of people are gonna play it. Well, uh, again, it's, it's, it fits your game, I guess. Yeah. That's pretty standard for the Rite of War for this specific. You have the Death Guard, for example. You have the Stock Standard Reaping. It's good. And the other one, I didn't even remember the name. You get uh, bonuses in forests. It's like, okay. Yeah, the one, the one that, yeah, that, to be fair, that's the one nobody uses because no fucker plays. For, has forest terrain. <laughs> the bonus in the forest. <laughs> forest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's the one that represents the Moloch when they go through the quagmire. Yeah. yeah. And they just do the sure. straight walk. Yeah. But anyway, my, my bets are on the Day of Revelation. Anyway. I think it'd be kind of stupid not to, basically. 
that the community has to be really responsible here, not to be douchey uh, how the game is. We don't like it, do we? It's fine. I mean, it's like everything new. It'll get tested to the very extreme, and then it'll get pulled back, and everybody yeah. will start having fun with it. Yeah, that's totally or, what I think. There will, be, there will be a sudden uptake in super heavy typhoons, ty- uh, typhons, sorry, and as many ignore cover options as humanly possible. Yeah. Just saying, you know. <laughs> it's that's not... totally what I've it... been thinking of. What kind of super heavy are you going to use if you use Sanguinius? You have to be a flyer. Yeah. Uh, so it will be a uh, uh, strike wing or a marauder or. I don't Stormbird. know what's worse. Stormbird. Yeah, I know Stormbird. I have to sell my kidney first. It's so fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so fucking cool as well. Yeah, yeah know, it's the yeah. one of the coolest models. Like, oof, I want one, but my god. So, uh, I, see, I, I see you have a super heavy tank. Boom. Here's my here's my, my so called Palin Stormbird. Come at me, bitches. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> Put that thing but in the use a Stormbird. To get yeah. the effective use of Stormbird, you really have to come up with a way to use the transport capacity. Yeah, that's the yeah. hard part. Yeah, dropping yeah. in dreadnoughts. Just, just do it. <laughs> Day of Revelation have yeah. that. Drop in dreadnoughts. Play it, as, play it with uh, Leviathans or something. Yeah, play it. Play it with. Um, play it. Play it with. Uh, what do you call it? The um, multiple Lords of War uh, list. Leviathan. Run Sanguinius, do Day of Revelation, have that, and then just stuff it full of dreadnoughts. You can't have Day of... <laughs> yes, you can. Oh, you can. Yeah, you can. You can run it because it's a... It's a... You can run it as... as a, no, you couldn't run it as Day of Revelation, but you could still have that running in and just dropping off a ton of Leviathans because that, that would be... All the Leviathans. That would be yes. so cool. You just fill it the quarters dreadnoughts with the twin linked. Uh, Even better. It's just like. Chain fist and build no, 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 twin cannons. Twin linked heavy bolters. You, you're not, you don't want to be that guy. Yes. When I play with you, I'm going to be that guy. Uh, fuck you, right? Yeah, well, that's fine. That's yes. Freddy. It's okay. Yes. Anyway. That's totally cool to be All that right. guy me, against me, Freddy. Me, me, me. You're going to be that guy against me. I know it. So. No. Is there uh, is there anything more for, is there anything more for the Blood Angels we need to cover? I mean, there are yeah, other we characters. Do. We have the fucking. The, the, We're coming the to the units now. The Dudesons. The Dudesons. Dig in, Dig. man. Let's go. Dawnbreaker cohort. That is a jump unit. Yeah. With following stats, uh, legionary. Yeah. Weapons go five and two attacks and. Stock standard legionary stats, right? Yep. So, best ballistic skill four, strength four, toughness four, one oh. wood, initiative four, two attacks, leadership eight, two plus, same. And the sergeants got three attacks and leadership nine. Yeah. And they come in um, five guys, one sergeant. A champion is a call, but sergeant and four legionnaires at 210 points. Ouch! It's a jump infantry, uh-huh. of course, uh, with following war gear. It's artificial armor. What for the whole squad? Yes. Out. Okay, fair enough. Now uh, I see the 210 points. Yes. Following star pattern power spear and grenade. The sar- the chargers with frag and crack. 
Uh-huh. Jump pack. Because following special role, Legion starts, of course, and set this guy flame. Following sure. options, you might take another five Dawnbreaker Legionnaires. That's 25 points for each model. Any model in the squad may change the falling star pattern power spear for a Equinox power blade. Yeah, yeah for five points. The Which entire squad. Fucking bananas. But that's the right. entire squad may take Melta Bombs. 25 points. The Dawnbreaker championship champion may exchange the falling star power spear. What the word? For a blade of perdition. 20 points. And what is this, you might ask? It is a melee weapon, of course, with the following mm-hmm. stats. And it's uh, when you charge, you have a plus one on your strength. And AP2. It's basically a Phoenix Spear. <laughs> yeah. And um, the following turns is the same strength as the user and AP3. Yeah, it's that whole we're gonna fuck you on the charge thing. Yes, which Brutal. is un- unlike having it on your Palatine blades. Now you're jumping around with fucking because you cost this much, but apparently you have a jump and better save. Yes, <laughs> of course. I- I'm not bitter at all. No, not at all. Yes. Or you can instead of charnable sabers. Can change uh, so you have this instead of our fucking charnable sabers, but you well, why not? I can fucking have his Aquinox power blade that is even more fucking insane. Uh, it's come with two uh, sets of what's it called? Sets of sets of stats, stats, uh, which sunrise and sunset. Fucking, uh, <laughs> you can pick before each one of them, yes. Uh, uh, the Sun Race Blade is a melee strength user AP3. Got Shred and Keen special rule. And when Keen means that you have plus one to the initiative value. Um, depending on what you're fighting, remember that you have plus one on your initiative for the Day of Revelation. So you could be fighting with initiative six here. Um, Sunset Blade, melee. Strength user AP3 melee rending thunder. I don't know. Rend- okay, rending is pretty good, I guess. But strength for thunder. Rending is good. Thunder counts, man. I mean, if you because if you get that rending, yeah, that's true. Then you get thunder on, on there. That's that. You know, those those two are really useful if you can get them to stack nicely. Yes, and this has, and they have this uh, grenade discharge then. It's a frag and crack grenade, but it's still Oh, you forgot Keen. Yes. So basically, nope. this is a yeah, Keen. So the first one, the Sunrise Blade, is basically a power weapon that has shred and adds one initiative. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you don't run them because they have either they have this, the, the blades or they have the spear, but every fucking. Stupid jump troop thing. He has a, a a grenade discharger, which you can keep talking about. Yeah, with a dragon crack grenade, strength three and six respectively, AP six and four, assault one, and both. So you land with your five dudes and 
fucking five uh, strength six AP four shots. Yes. Then you assault. Then you assault and set this guy a flame special rule. If this unit enters play with a deep strike, which which probably will do, I guess. All enemy units within six inch immediately soft d6 strength for ap dash hit. Roll wants to determine the number of hits applied to all units within range. So you not just drop down and shoot your grenade this archer. They just burn when you land. Ouch. So that's pretty cool. It's yeah. a d6 strength 4, so I mean... I would just probably roll a 1 on that one. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but still, you know, it, <laughs> they roll. Especially if they land on turn 1 and have a fucking cover save. Yes. You have to... They have the same 2 plus saving throw, so I guess they can take some hits. But how offensive you have to hide behind your stock standard troops. Just one wound, it's just one wound. Yeah, but they're pretty cheap and they're pretty badass. Cheap, cheap. Depends what you're comparing to. Yeah. I think, yeah, they're not bad. We'll see them on the game, on the tables. Are the other units better? I don't know. Yeah, I think, well, they're very niche. But they're fucking cool. So. Yeah. I think we'll see them. I hope we'll see them. They don't have any models yet, as far as I know. But you guess you can build them out of stock standard jump troops and some kind of spear. Yeah, you guys remember this old uh, Dark Elf spear from the Plastic Regiment? Oh, yeah, 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 I remember those. The good old ones. Yeah. That might work. Would might, might be a cool idea. Yeah. Or yeah. I, I think people are gonna rape custodies kits and just modify theirs from there as well. Oh take my ID. It's better. It's yeah, okay. Better. Just because you happen to have them. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Uh, Next unit. Anyway, then. so the Crimson Paladin. Yes. That's our uh, their terminators. Uh, stock standard Terminator uh, stats, I guess. Leadership 10 and 2 attacks. Otherwise, it's stock standard for 2 plus save, of course. Cataphractic Terminator, so I have a 4 plus and vulnerable. The unit comes with uh, 1 sergeant and 2 paladins for 160 points. I have a power weapon. And a Corollis Pattern Power Shield. shield. Uh, special rule Blood Angels, of course. Deep Strike, the Blood is Forever, and Stubborn. So you can Deep Strike these guys. Uh, if you want Crimson Paladin Squad, numbering 5 model or less, may take a land ready Phobos at dedicated transport. Uh, and you might add up to two additional paladins points each. Uh, any model in the squad may exchange a power weapon for a sunset blade, and that's the one with rending and thunder. Yeah, from the dawnbreaker unit. For free. Yes, for free. So why wouldn't they? 
Never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's better. So yeah, if you want power axe, of course, it's just that's just power weapon. You can might want the power axe for AP two. Um, a single crimson paladin in the squad may exchange the Crowley's power shield for one of the following weapons: assault cannon, ten points; heavy flaming, five points; plasma blaster, fifteen points. Up to two crimson paladins may exchange the power weapon for power fist. Points. Yeah. The Crimson Exemplar, as uh, the sergeant, uh, may exchange both the power weapon and Crowley's power shield for a blade of perdition. Which is kind of nasty. Ten points. He's gonna do this. <laughs> of course, he's gonna do it. And the Crimson Exemplar may take a grenade harness. Mm. Useful, I guess. Yes, and there were some special rule here. The blood is forever. While locked in combat with a unit that's outnumbered them, Crimson Paladin Squad gains the Feel of Pain 5 plus special rule. If outnumbered by more than twice their own number, they instead gain the Feel of Pain 4 plus special rule. Any independent characters that join this squad do not gain the special rule and do not count for the purposes of determining when the squad is outnumbered. So basically, it doesn't count. If you have five paladins and your little douche medude, the boss man, then obviously normally you would be six. But if you're facing six enemy, that could be five dudes and a character, then you're going to be outnumbered because the independent yes. character don't count, even though you're equal. Yes, the bulk rule does apply though. So yeah. one terminator is two guy is two yeah. numbers. Well, that's the same as always. Yes. And Corolla's patent power shield reduced the strength of all melee targeting in bundle with the Corolla's power shield by minus one. So it's definitely worth taking. And the fluff behind these guys are that they, they are not the one who charged them. They're not the assault units. They are the units that lock down the enemy. Which the rules here are pretty... Well, they 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 have a decent amount of staying power, and then and then with they have leadership ten, they're fucking stubborn, so yeah. they're, they're not gonna fight you. Yeah, they're not going anywhere, are they? They're basically yeah. they're, they're they there. Feel no pain, rule is it's awesome too. Yeah, and, and then they they have, they, they have the deep strike rule, which is good. yes, you deep striking somewhere to find a large unit that can hurt you, perhaps twenty tacticals or something. And just lock them down. You don't need to win the combat. Lock them in. Can you, atta- can you attach characters to this unit, or is it restricted? Yeah. No, you can. Yes, you can, you can, but this does not count towards the um, outnumbered rule. No, I was just so thinking are... about ch- chucking an apothecary in there to make the feel no pain even better, for example. Well, well, it won't be better, because you'll have 5+. plus. Or if yeah, but you, you could... number, you'll have 5+. plus. Yes. Yeah, but, um... but if you don't have number, sure. But if you, as soon as you outnumber, then it becomes four plus. No, out, out, outnumber by double. double. Yeah, but once you once you outnumber, the, if the apothecary is still alive, he increases the feel no pain, Dave. Okay. Well, if you if, if you think about it, if you have a if you already have a feel no pain save, yeah, the apothecary yes. adds plus one to it. No, same. If you attach him to a unit, yeah. 
Doesn't have the apothecary upgrade the the. No, you're thinking about that crazy motherfucker. Oh fuck! Am I thinking of Garland Serlac? That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Right. Sorry, I've been reading World Eater stuff for a while now, and that's probably why it's stuck in my head. Um, I've been trying to work out how to how to do fun stuff with World Eaters. So my bad. Apologies, and everybody no who's now laughing and screaming at me for being an idiot, go back to normal business. You'll be able to do it again soon. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> And the power shield is pretty good too. Reduce the strength of your opponent to minus one. Remember, remember though, that's the target and the model, the unit. So, might be a good idea to have, uh, if you want to use them, supposed to be used, maximize the number of shield. Yeah. I guess would be my advice. Yeah. I don't think I sh re would replace a. Our shield for a stall cannon in this case? No, because uh, it's no point of really. There's no, no point, really. No, uh, I totally agree. Uh, you, would have that, you would have that on you. Because what the fuck? You're going to shoot once. Yes. That shield but... is going to work way longer for you. Yes. Than that one totally agree. The fucking assault cannon. Yes, totally agree. And then you have your crying baby angels. Angels chairs. These are the We're gonna see a lot of these motherfuckers on the field. They are so cool. Hit us with them. Hit us with them. Tell us all about them. It's the it's a special destroyer unit, actually. Ooh. Yes, and they're doing the nasty stuff for the nasty legion, remember? There's mm -hmm. rocks and criminals. And even they have to do even more nasty thing. Background is that they put on this mosque, the angel's mosque with tears. Is and they, sad? They're yes, emos. They are emos right now. And right now they're Raven Guard. And uh, they with the with the mask on, they are no longer the old identity. So when they do this nasty work, they are not actually they who it's its character, it's alter ego who's doing it. And they served in the destroyers. They remove the face mask, and now they are the old ones again. And their crimes, what in Nasta thinks, they are still on the face mask. They are not them doing this. I think that's pretty cool. That's yeah, convenient. Yes. <laughs> Does it serve in real life? You can I just put on my mask and killing all stupid people and <laughs> totally get away with it? Yes. Nothing to worry I can't, about. Because I live in Sweden, I can't. But anyway, no, no politics. No politics. No, sorry. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm pretty sure you can't do that in any. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> you can't just put on a Guy Fawkes mask and kill everyone you don't like, regardless of where. No, I don't say I'm going to kill those guys I don't like. I said I'm going to kill all the stupid people. Yeah. I'm pretty oh, sure that's fuck. illegal as well. <laughs> <laughs> and we need Jody to stop. Yeah. So somebody's got. <laughs> I wasn't referring to you. I wasn't referring to you. The, uh, the, hey, you've got to have one exception to the rule, otherwise, there's no real rules. So I'm the exception. We're all good. Yeah. Okay, moving on. You're like German grammar, then. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to feel right now. I've been, I've been compared better. to many things, but German grammar is a new one on me. <laughs> Anyway, oh, anyway, yeah, keep going. Back to business. Uh, the Angel's Tears, then, is um, stock standard legionnaire stats, except for leadership 9, 
on both the legionnaires and the sergeant. The sergeant have two attacks, and the legionnaires got one. Oh, well, there's some yeah. other little bits and pieces that are a bit Yeah, we're coming different. to this. <laughs> we're coming to that. And the unit consists of four guys, Erelim, and the sergeant, Arch Erelim. It's excellent. points. in Swedish. Sorry? In Swedish, it means, is this glue? But that's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least in Stockholm dialect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking so, so now you learned some Swedish from our podcast. Uh, the Angels Tears uh, Marines are, is this glue? <laughs> there you go. If you Everyone's say false in Stockholm. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's learned something today. That's yes. Good. The unit type is a jump infantry of Elias. Because, not obviously, destroyers doesn't come with uh, jump packs, but these guys do. And the sergeant is jump infantry as well, of course. War gear, power armor, chain sword or combat blade, frag, crack and rad grenades, two volkite serpentas and jump packs. Ooh, volkite serpentas. Yes, short range. Special rules, blood angels, counter attack and hardened armor. And the thing is, here comes to the options. My take, at least up to five additionals are the glue. Five team, <laughs> 15 point each. <laughs> we are the glue that bonds the... Uh, yeah, that. Well, they're, they're, they're unsure if they're glue that bonds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be question marking. Yeah, it's a question mark. We are the glue? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the entire squad may take melter bombs, 25 points. Mm-hmm. Any Erilim <laughs> in the squad may exchange one of the Volcate Serpenta for one of the following. Angel's Tear Grenade Launcher, 15 points. Heavy Flamer, 10 points. So, uh, Lastrous Pattern Assault Cannon and Suspensive Web for 15 points. Ooh, assault for... Exactly. Yeah. Rotor Cannon, 5 points. Heavy Chain Sword. Five points. The sergeant have some other it options. It seems like we're going to see lots of those two last options in this unit. Yes. Who <laughs> ever use a router? I want. I want the why. Um, the sergeant may exchange the chain sword combat plate for any of the following: heavy chain sword, five points; power weapon, ten points; power fist, fifteen points; single lightning claw, fifteen points; thunder hammer, twenty points. Uh, the archer limb may exchange either of the Walkate Serpenta for plasma pistol, and he may have uh, artificial armor. And says this Legion Moritats may join an Angel's Tier unit as it was a Legion Destroyer squad. Also, any right of wars that requires destroyer's units to be taken to fulfill any limitations or conditions in the Blood Angels army may instead include Angels' Tears unit as a destroyer. So clarify the thing that they actually are destroyers. Then. Yeah. Except that they are called glue thing. Yes, or the glue. <laughs> Is it super glue? Is it plastic glue? It's just glue. glue. Depends how quickly they die. <laughs> Angels Tears Grenade Launchers then, costing 15 points. Uh, this weapon is only equipped with rad grenades, 
does not fire any other type of grenade. Range 24, strength 4, AP 4, assault 1, blood 3, red face, flesh bane. Nasty. Yes. The, this unit is rather interesting because it comes with the stock standard destroyers, comes with the bolt pistol. And the big drawback when I played destroyers, I only done it once, Lincoln last year, and have um, come with the FAQ after that. The problem with the destroy units, the way I saw it, is that the fact that they are not powerful powerful enough with two short range bolt pistol. Uh-huh. I added in the grenade launcher, which made them better, especially with a flashbane. I think they have some sort of flashbane ruler ropes there, which made you could jump, target things, especially high toughness units, made them better. I don't remember when we speak right now how the new rules for the store are, but... Oh, they use cheaper in points. Yeah, and they have some other options. Okay. Anyway. Oh, same. Okay. Then they have still the basic drawbacks. When you look at Angel's Tears, is a destroyer with even shorter range because they are not good enough in close combat. They only have one attack. Uh, no access. Well, they're, to... well, they're gonna have extra hand weapons. Yeah, extra hand weapons. But no access to close combat weapons if you compare it to assault units. But now you can take assault cannons and suspension weapons. Remember that any heirloom in the squad may exchange. Yeah. So you nice. basically basically have jump infantry that can't drop down on the first turn. This is elite squad slot, but if you have you know who, I think it turns it to troops. Well, we'll see. We're almost there. Uh, Dawnbreakers. Ah, okay. Sorry, my bad. But anyway, you can deep strike with your assault cannons and cause a fucking mayhem. Remember, it's like strength six rending. You can drop down behind dreadnoughts, super heavies, tanks, infantry units. Yeah, you you, ba- you you basically drop behind something. It's going to have a bad day. Yes, um, I think that's a, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, it's going to have a very bad day. Web. Is making it an assault option. Yeah, it's just, if you just 15 points. It's just a no-brainer. Yeah, unless and you really love grenade launchers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perhaps a mix. Perhaps a mix. Yeah. Assault cannons and some grenade launchers, and one heavy chainsword. No, no heavy chainsword. <laughs> Well, if you want to spice it up a bit, you could throw a heavy chainsaw in there. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, because these units do not really want to end up in close combat. And they are no. fast enough, probably, to avoid it. Um, range 24 on their assault cannons is fine. It's enough, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you want to keep them away from... It's not an assault unit. Uh, you can't use them as that. 
And that's why the Volkite Serpenta is rather spectacular. Because what kind of range is it? 15 inch? 10 inch? No, 8 inch. 8 inches, yeah. 8. I guess yeah. it would be cool, but that's not the way I would play it. I don't know what you say, guys. I don't know. Sure. It could work, but it depends on... The, the good thing about it is that you can pick your target. And they're not so expensive in points. So. Oh, that's true. 130 points for 5 and 15 points each. I mean, I'm just... I'll, I'll be honest. I'm looking at this and all, all I'm thinking of is the stuff that's coming out of this book with the, the, the special destroyers and destroyers in general. I, I get the feeling like post-events this entire year we're going to have... Like, <laughs> we tried uh, to introduce the stories last year, and so now yeah. everyone's going to run the stories. Well, yeah, there's that, but I think we're just going to have to get like a Space Marine plushie doll or something, so we can just help the people who are crying in the corner and just say, "Where did the destroyer touch you this time?" <laughs> Don't and forget help, help to have grenades. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah, if you want to play offensive with them, and not uh, perhaps defense. Well, shoot. imagine uh, heavy. Swords with red grenades against like solar rocks or militia. Yeah. Now you can throw a red grenade. No. Okay. The only grenade. Well, it's not the only. It's one of the few. Because it only works uh, in combat. Boom. Make one toughness. Yes. Okay, but anyway, the opponent gets minus one toughness. Then you carry on with your heavy chainsword, I guess. Then. You can yeah. do it. Sure. I think we're going to see a lot of this unit. Elite slot, said. Like yeah. all of these units are elites, by the way. We say that, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's going to be. That's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be. I mean, it's going to be awesome, let's be fair. There's going to be so many cool, cool lists out there. Yes. Just to uh, let you know, guys. Yeah. Do you know what I held in my hands? Um, <laughs> it's radio, so we can't see it. I'm a little unsure if we're going to like the sound of it. But Do you okay. want to know what you're holding here? I'm holding nine assault cannons. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's all right then. I, I might be better. Than yeah. Than... <laughs> yeah, to be Just fair, that's probably better. <laughs> Just so you know, you, you've got the assault cannons already, huh? Yes. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Time to get back to painting some more quad mortars, I think. And then, <laughs> and then after this, we have the option that everyone thought was silly, but reading the rules for the fucking uh, uh, the day of revelation, everyone's going to realize, oh, how are we getting in a dreadnought list? Well, that's easy because this one can deep strike. Yes. <laughs> so then we saw Fuck that. Hell. And, and it's a fast attack. attack. And it's a fast <laughs> attack. Oh, convenient, isn't it? Because you need that shit, right? Because you have to right? have the compulsory fast attack choice. So how about <laughs> a motherfucker dreadnought that has blade of petitions in their fucking hands and all the assault guns up their asses? And, yeah. Can I, can I just point out? I I would like to grant the first Blood Angels player I see with the words Leroy Jenkins written over the front in in scripting as that dreadnought, and he must make the first charge. I will award them extra victory points for their game if I'm around as a TO because 
That would be so cool. <laughs> it's so Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> just fucking jump treadmill. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. It's an insane idea. I wonder if they got the idea from the orcs and just went, they bolt shit, weird shit to big things. Let's try it. <laughs> we'll put let's a fucking, build this one. Let's build, bolt a rocket booster to Brother Ty- Tyrannus or whatever it is and see if he, see if he yeah. makes it on re-entry. <laughs> well, well, basically, this dreadnought does one thing super good, and that is to fuck shit up, creatures or multi-wound fucking mechanicum stuff. Yeah, That's for sure, with his fucking armament, because he, he's like a stock standard contempted dreadnought. The the only difference with him is he has that uh, booster pack, and basically, you have to tell him either it makes you deep strike. Or it gives you the ability to do a shock assault. Yes. So obviously, if you do the days of revelation, deep strike. If not, you do the shock assault, which is just that you. Well, it works like a jump pack one 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 use only. Yes, you can use it as one jump one use jump pack. Yeah, but it feels like it's kind of more thought out to be a fucking to make him deep strike. And then he has uh, so basically he has two hands with. Uh, a talon of blade of salty tears. So it has two talons of blades of salty tears and flamers inbuilt into them. And what can you do with heavy flamers if you're blood angel? What can you do with heavy flamers? I don't know. You can replace them either with melty guns for some reason, but or you can use smack in assault cannons into them. Yes. Because uh, why wouldn't you? Let's be fair. So you deep strike. Shoot your assault cannons, and hopefully can charge. Yeah, and then run into fuck shit up. <laughs> but you can also kind of equip him as a normal to normal close combat weapon, so you get the strength ten thing. So yes. I think the most we're going to see is people doing one dreadnought close combat and one the salty tear fist. It's like having the, it's like having a one snippy claw on a leviathan kind of thing, and. You know, like a assault drill on the other, or a heavy weapon on the other. Because it means you can call multi wound uh, dudes. So you can go basically, you can go multi smash through, and then you just rattle around with your assault. The hell of it. Because you can obviously, because they're blood angels, you give him extra armor, so you can always run around. Yeah. Uh, don't forget the uh, Blade of Expedition weapons have a special rule that fire. Oh god, yeah, the extra wounds. Yeah. Yes. That, that's why I'm saying like this is awesome. Like with one dreadnought in his hands. And then he's like, well, I'm striking you with the fucking the blady thing. <clears throat> so you're always gonna have four attacks because it's three attacks basic. So you always have four attacks, and it's like, oh I'm punching you in the face with the fisty because you're a tank, or no, you're you're like a, a bunch load of uh, Castellac, so I'm using my little bladey thing. And then, Make oh, snack. too sad. Like, every wound I do is now too <laughs> Yeah. It's way better initiative than you. Weapon skill. So, snick a snack, motherfucker. I'm coming in to get you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nasty. Yeah, because before that, you fucking deep struck behind them and unleashed... Uh, Eight shots of assault cannons on BS5. Yes. <laughs> so 
So yeah, because, because so reasons. One of the few, I think it's the only dreadnought that is attack so far. Yes, yeah. it is. Which uh, that that's why it's so intre- interesting and imp- interesting and impressive that it's it's the first one out there, and I'm, I I genuinely genuinely look forward to seeing this in a game. I really yes. do. And then we start seeing the special characters, and the first one we see is Crone. Yes. It's obviously loyalist only, but 155 points. And what what's so special about Crone, Pelle? I don't know. I haven't read the rules. Well, he has two hand flamers. Yes. Yeah. He's a very special special guy. <laughs> no, but ba- basically he is he is the, the basic stats of a centurion ex- except for one difference and that is that he actually has three wounds. Yes. Normally a c- centurion only has two wounds, but he has three wounds. And he comes <laughs> stock standard with artificer armor. Uh, and he has two hand, hand flamers. He has the siphon shard axe, a refractor flea field, frag crack, and rad grenades, which is pretty Ooh. cool. Yep. Blood Angel special rules. Admantinum Will. He's a scout, counterattack, the ghost of Safi, and virtue of judgment. And what the fuck does all that mean? You probably asked me. Yes. Well, the axe. The axe is basically. Uh, it's like a a it's softer a power. version. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's a softer version of uh, X because it has plus one strength, AP three, and it's rending. Yeah, hmm. which means he can still stri- strike his initiative five, plus one, and hopefully roll those sixes if you're stuck. Uh, yes, two plus armor, but yeah, that is why I am gonna use him because I never roll sixes. Well, the basic you, you will have strength five oh, against someone's toughness three, so which won't instant kill them, which is it is is sad. Yes, in, like and if you're playing in the of Revelation, no, sorry, let's think about the initiative. Forget it. Yeah, uh, and then the ghost of Safi, the Safi man, uh, is basically once he dies. You remove him from play, and then on four plus he comes back. Yeah, well, he gets placed in ongoing reserves with one wound. Yes. So that's Finally. pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, v- virtue of judgment. Uh, he rolls a d three, and and he, and uh, they control and play him. Select the number of enemy units. Equal to the number rolled to be marked by the angel's wrath. Whenever Krone or a destroyer or angel's tear unit uh, makes a shooting attack against that unit, um, his uh, including his hand flamers, they are shred and rending. Yes, that's pretty good. It's rather I've been thinking about this guy. Well, it's like a, I don't know. It's like some sort of super destroyer. Dude. Yeah, with no jump packs. With no jump pack, which is but he has scout. Yeah, but what kind of unit are you gonna put him in? Scout? No, you're probably you're not running out. around by on his own. Yeah, well, well, the thing what you will do is you will probably put him in a destroy unit that has no uh, jump packs. If he's allowed to join the destroy units. 
But there's and there's no option for him to actually upgrade to a jump pack in any way, shape, or form. No, no, you can't. Oh, it's frustrating. It doesn't say it's a Mortrat either, so can he join the destroy unit? I'm not sure. No. Hmm, strange. So I guess he'll join the scouts. What's the fluff says? Blah 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 blah. Blah 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 blah. That's good. It doesn't really mention the destroy unit. Yeah. Not really. But he's some weird fucking loner destroyer that probably can join whatever he wants because he doesn't have any rules that he can't join anything. And he's pretty good when he joins something. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Can join anything? Uh, yeah, you can join any unit, but uh, destroyers are special in this case. Yeah, I know. But so I guess he'll he'll join something else. I don't know, really. Yeah. Like 155 points. Shout out to the listeners out there. Yeah, it's fucking the way fuck. and fluffiest way to use this guy. Yeah, to do fucking. How would you run, Rune? Yes. Uh, I don't know. And the next next dude we have is Roldron. But it's we already easier. gone. Yeah, we already gone through Rolderon when uh, he was leaked already at the weekend. We, everyone got yeah. the rules for Rodron. So while well, he's 180 points, he's kind of fucking Praetor. He's a badass dude. Uh, if you're interested in the rules for him, check our fucking uh, Facebook page because there's a photo of his rules there from yeah. the weekender. And he's, and pretty bad, he's pretty badass. He is yes. pretty fucking badass. He can kick some ass. A little Probably. bit of ass. Not all the ass. He's some ass. So enough, ass. enough ass to my, count. My ass. Mm. Okay, okay. It's, it's <laughs> the okay. next okay. guy. Ooh. And next guy is your your fucking home himself. Yes. Sanguinius. Oh Comes boy. up at 485 points. What a bargain. Mm. Yes, totally. Uh, following stats, weapon skill 9. Ballista skill 5. A fluff yeah. question. Why yeah. do all Primac have relatively low ballista skill? How yeah. often do you fucking shoot with your Primac? I was going to say, how <laughs> often do you pull the trigger with a Primac? Just, <laughs> just asking. Yeah. Uh, I do it all the time with my fucking uh, Volkite pistol that I have in the rim. <laughs> no, not really. Never. Yeah. <laughs> Just a fluff question, right? Yeah. Uh, strength 6, Toughness 6, 6 wounds, Initiative 7, 6 attacks, Leadership 10, and 2 plus save. Hmm. Is he jump infantry? He's got wings, you know, guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tyrant. He's got basically got... He's got vector strikes. We've been through a lot of his rules as well. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's got vec- vector strike rules, basically. Yes. Hmm. Anger is going to fucking kill this motherfucker. Who's going to kill this motherfucker? Angron. No. Angron is just going to make him into tiny little pieces of shit. Oh, no. He's got the following war gear. Uh, the Regalia Resplendent. Resplendent. Something. Something like this. Great wings, yeah. as you know. Kakao. <laughs> his weapons come out. The Blade of Ensarmite or... Encarmine. In Carmite. Jesus Christ, Pele. We went to the same school and learned the same English. No, we didn't. The yeah, Spear did. of Telesto and the Moon Silver Blade coming to these guys. Uh, Infernos and Frag Grenades. 
Nice. Charge through terrain. Special rules, Primark rules. You know that. You know about those. You know them. You know them. You love them. You finally got your own Primark to actually have them with. Yes. Yeah. Sign of the Blood Angels. Too much. <laughs> uh, angelic, angelic presence. Sky strike and very bulky. Very bulky. Yes, and it actually says uh, this unit may only be taken as part of a loyalist faction army, in case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 know that, I know it's there for a reason, but I do love those. It's like, may only be taken as part of a loyalist army. No shit. <laughs> no love shit, it. Sherlock. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, um, the rules then. Uh, Sire of the Blood Dangers. Sanguinius gains one initiative, plus one, in, one initiative, and plus one attack in the first turn of any combat, which means it has initiative eight. <laughs> and it doesn't say you have to charge. No, it's his first turn of combat. Yes. While Sanguinius is present on the battlefield, all friendly jump infantry unit with the Legion Astartes Blood Angel unit, Blood Angels special rule. May choose to use the jump packs in both the movement and assault phase. That's pretty nasty. Mm. Uh, Dawnbreaker squad may chosen as troop choices in army with Sanguinius. So no angels tier as troops. I guess you have to live with that. Um, angelic presence. Uh, any friendly units within three inch gain plus d3 to the wound. Value to the wound value used to calculate if the unit has won the close combat. So that's good. Um, the regalia. This is armor. Price mm -hmm. two plus armor save and a four plus invulnerable save. And nice. allows him to re-roll and fail invulnerable saves on the turn in which he charges. Oh yeah, that that that'll do you. That that will help. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, you you need, you need him to like to get him to do a charge and then uh, so get his bonuses for the charge and also the staying power for the charge. Yes. Anger and charging him on ten attacks after he's chopped up all his fucking little sergeants may not be so good, but yeah. Let's see. Have anyone seen a math hammer? Where? gonna beat him well we have to see when they update that uh, the fucking you know the mount rushmore primarchs when they do those uh, fight offs mm -hmm. yeah. they they youtubes maybe we should do a fight off we'll do that we when should. you paint your paint your fucking sanguineous pella and then we'll yes. do a fight off against my angron totally Ooh. that's that's exactly what we're gonna do cool the red angel versus the great angel yes um Great Wings. Sanguinius may always use his jump pack, presented his Great Wings, in both the moment and assault phases. When Sanguinius resolves the Hammer Threat attacks, it does it at strength 10 EP2. And when deploying via Deep Strike, Sanguinius, any unit he completes, does not scatter. So that's good. Yep. Uh, Sky Strike. At the end of any movement phase in which the model Using the jump pack rules, nominate one enemy unit not locked in combat. That model has moved over that turn. The unit takes one hit. 
Uh, if the unit is an enemy flyer in the sumo or enemy swooping most monstrous creature, it instead takes d3 wounds. Uh, sorry, hits. Uh, these hits are resolved at strength 6 AP2 using random allocation and ignore cover special rule. Against vehicles, these hits are resolved against the target's side armor. So it's. Yeah, it's like a normal six. vector scribe yeah. kind of thing. Pretty good. Yeah. And then have a pistol of some kind, Infernus, range eight. Stuff. <laughs> Sorry? It's a comp compact Archeotech heat beam emitter. Okay then. <laughs> Love that shit. Still got range eighteen, strength one, AP, strength eight, AP one, assault two, one use. That's fuck. It doesn't have the melter rule. No. <laughs> I was gonna say with uh, at least having a. Uh... Having it as assault means something because you can pop a shot off and then charge in. <laughs> so it's suddenly not, hey, I can shoot what? If I shoot this, I can't run. I can't charge. Do you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> I'm fucking swingers. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so <sighs> I've got to be in combat. What the fuck? Dad, get them to make me a new weapon. Yeah, I'm sure <clears> that's exactly how he talks. That's no, exactly how it went. Us. That's exactly how it went down. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So the blade in Carmine. Yes. The thing is, he's got three different close combat weapons. You have to decide before the game which one to use. So you can't switch weapon during the game. Yeah. Well, basically, you have either the blade in Carmine, stupid spear, and the baby blade. Yes. Mm. And the blade. Yeah. Sorry, yes, the blade. Got strength plus one, which makes him strength seven. It's handy. Uh, in the first turn of combat, that's strength eight. Remember. Which is super good. And he wounds on one plus better in the Day of Revelation. But anyway, AP2, melee rule, of course, is close combat weapon, rampage, and shred. Because it's reasons. And I'm not sure what Rampage rule is. Uh, Rampage is that he gets extra attacks if there's uh, he's outnumbered. Ah, okay, that one. So I guess you're fighting like a lot of stuff. That's good. Not um, very strong guys, I guess. You want attacks. You want the wounds. All the wounds. Because the spear is insane. Yes. It's, yeah. uh, mm, go it's got to. Sorry? Go on, go for it. Yes. It's got a plus three in strength, depending on the charge or strength user. Mm -hmm. And you got AP1, respectively, AP2. Uh, special rules are melee, of course, two-handed, so no extra attack there. Instant death, mastercrafted, wrath of angels. Mm -hmm. Wrath of angels says every success successful wound for a roll of six, made with spear of Telesto, that unit suffers an additional wound using the same weapon profile. Yep. And That's it is nasty. instant death and mastercrafted. 
It's... So he has a Mastercrafter weapon. Yes. One of the few power marks. That's good. <laughs> That's true. And he can throw the spear as well. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. Lost it. Uh, anyway, if you do, it's at range 12, strength 7, AP 1. Assault 1, uh, instant death, armor bane. And also Wrath of Angels. You would love if you rolled that one, eh? <laughs> No! I lost the best close combat weapon a primer can have because I tried to throw it and I rolled the one. Yes. It it, it would be so funny, but so <laughs> wrong. But so funny. But yeah. so wrong. In, in a continuous loop of just being hilarious. Why would you do that? Why would you throw away? Because it have to, oh, last turn, perhaps. Last turn of the game, you want to... Something. Something. I was going to say, yeah, because it's going to have to be basically because it's freaking cool. Because you want to one be... shot like a I don't know, dreadnought or some shit. Yeah, the last turn to gain that last. There has to be there has to be a fucking cool reason of I'm not going to get into combat this turn for whatever stupid reason. <laughs> I'm going to disengage and throw this at somebody's face to try and take them out. Yeah, just or may- maybe you want to do it through narrative reasons. Because you want to use the moon silver blade. Yes, he throws away his spears, his spear, one spear, to use his moon silver blade. And what is that? It's a sword or a blade, apparently, with a strength user, AP3. Uh, following a special rule master crafted blind dualist edge and moon silver. This is interesting. Any wound caused against the mother with a demon or demon of the rune storm or psyker special rule is instead counted as two wounds. Wounds caused in excess of the model's remaining wounds do not spill over to other models. Yeah. So it's basically anti demon sword. Yeah. But you still want to use the spear, wouldn't you? I think that's also very anti. I don't know. It, it could, if if you face uh, some like it, a horde of certain types of demons, it's so much better to just go in and wield the crazy uh, demon sword. Because if 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 you have those mid-sized ones that are multi wounds, this is the best weapon to go. Yeah, but how often are you gonna use it? I don't know. It depends on circumstances. Because you yes. don't have to throw the spear to use the sword. Yeah, that's it, that's important to remember. You can have your spear and moon silver blade. You can switch between those, yeah. but you can't switch between the spear and the blade of in carbide. Yeah. So I think like I don't know. I I liked. I think the combo, fluff wise, especially if you face demons, which is obviously how it's been designed. Then yep. the spear and the moon moon silver blade is the best. But like, if you want to do marine action, yeah, I think the I don't know. If you're going after another Primarch, then the spear is better. But if you're just gonna do do your regular fucking Death Star crazy shit, then the the blade blade in Carmine is pretty good. Yes, I'm reading the background here. It's pretty interesting. Because you don't, I guess, blade. normal Marines, you don't give a shit if you have like. Strength yeah. nine on the charge. <laughs> but he was given this moon silver blade to him by Dorn. Yeah. 
it happens. Cool. Dawn does yeah. do nice things occasionally. Some brothers giving stuff to other brothers and some yeah. brothers taking stuff back from beheaded brothers to give to other brothers. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> After all, they're all brothers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all about sharing stuff between brothers. Yeah. And at but the end of the day, Donald do, do, do nice walk around with the anti-demon sword. Where did he find it? Well, he mm. built it out of the phalanx, didn't he? Isn't that the fluff? So you have this skeleton of the phalanx. Yeah, there we go. So he built it out of the phalanx, and the phalanx is supposedly probably some archaeotech as well from way back. Get I can't it. remember the fluff about it. I think it actually is like predated the Imperium some shit. Okay. But anyhow, this is a rather impressive guy, I guess, mm-hmm. fighting-wise. He's probably one of the best in the game. Yeah. He, he is really badass. Like, uh, he's really fast, so it's going to really be really hard for him not to get in, get in the assault. You need to do something about him. Yes. And with the Day of Revelation, right before, since if he is in the army... The blood angels can use the jump packs in both the moment and the soul phases, which makes yeah. them very, very fast. And which means they do drop down on turn one. The unit is with it, doesn't even scatter. You can deep strike them rather defensively. Explode covers or loss blockers or whatever. Hmm. Because you have easily Easily, as I said before, like a 20 inch threat radius with your assault unit with this guy on. It's, it's totally insane. Yeah. You can there, deep strike, yeah. you can pick your targets, you can do whatever you want. You, you have to handle him like you handle. There's a similarity between the Blood Angels and the World Leaders. You have to kind of the same way. You need to assault them. Yes. Even though if you're going to lose the assault or whatever, you need to assault them because the option is that you're probably going to survive one or two turns, but the other option is they're just going to fucking ruffle stomp you. Yes. Or you'll have to try and feed them units that you want them to sweep so you can get into a better fire position. So they're yes, super similar to, to world leaders in, in that way because they're badass in those combat. You kind of you need to either channel them or try and preempt their assaults. Yes, that's true. Because you, like you said, when they drop down, just charge them. Can otherwise they're gonna charge you and they're gonna exploit all the benefits they have. Yeah. So, so I know it's gonna the, hurt. The, the, yeah, the easiest way to contain fucking uh, those crazy but- red butchers is to assault them. You're gonna die, but at least you contain them for one or two turns. But you know. I think most of the these crazy shit is going to be the same. Yes. So. You can charge your butchers with crimson paladins. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That would be perfect. <laughs> Stay there forever. Yes, but that's the gonna, job. Yeah, they'll die eventually, though. Yeah. It's gonna, the red butchers are going to be way more tired than they should normally be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's it. Yep, so that's the, the the Angels of Blood. Yes, yes it is. Oh my word. <clears throat> there is a lot there. <laughs> There's a lot. 
We're not yeah. even like, that's what I'm saying. Like this book is like so massive. There's so many things that you have no, like, even though it only contains, like every book seems to contain like uh, three and well, three to four army lists. And there's no difference with it, this book because it contains basically four army lists, the new custodes and the demons and these two. But there's so much shit going on, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking crazy. I love it. Um, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, a, a lot. Do you know what? Do you know what I'm thinking, Freddie? Do you know what I'm thinking? What? There is a lot. We've been going for a while already. Are you thinking this is going to be a three episode? I think this is going to be a three parter. Yeah, I really think this is going to be a three-parter. And I think, I think it should be, because I don't think we can do it justice otherwise. Yeah, we're going to rush the white scores otherwise. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like they haven't been waiting eight books for stuff to show up. No. So, uh, well, the, the, the white scores needs, like, a mentioning. Yeah, they need a proper mention. So what, so. We, well, what we can do, though, because the, the Blood Angels already had a fair chunk previously and and they had they have a pretty decent written out background so if we do a three three episodes so we do white scars like in, in the next part yeah what we'll do is then we go through because there's there's heaps of stuff in the background of the white scars that's never been known before like with the dreadnoughts and so on and stuff yeah. that we said on the weekender that really it's it's super fucking interesting so I think we should should give them the extra courtesy and love that they they deserve, and then we'll obviously we'll revisit all the proper army special when heaps of people have have heaps of time on the tabletop with them. Yeah, they can talk about how units interact and have special army lists and so on. So we'll probably get you back, Pele or Miles or both of yous, and then yeah. you talk about the Blood Angels after we. At, at after Scandus, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I think post Scandus is when we're gonna have it's a yeah. real in the wild kind of proper, uh, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, and, and the same is gonna go with the. De- uh, so far, it's all hypothetical. Mm. We can, we can give a, your our versions of demon list that we would love to do. Oh, demon yeah. list, they're also rather tricky to to describe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a lot of um, add-ons and special rules and this and that. Yeah, it's gonna, It's definitely gonna. It's definitely gonna be a three-parter. Let's see that. Book eight has now gone from a two-parter to a three-parter. So, so we'll basically do. Yeah, we'll basically do white scars, and we'll do the vehicles and the consoles. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we and we'll actually take proper decent respect and care about the white scars background yeah because they deserve it yeah, yeah. Deserve uh, otherwise it. we will just rush it tonight so yeah. well I, t- I tell you what though guys if that's the case i'm you know what? i'm gonna put a bow in it right now i'm gonna say we're gonna head on out to some music and it will be chosen by Pelle as we always do with our guests <sighs> and we're gonna go and wrap up this episode but this has now become part one of three <laughs> malevolence and I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into part uh, part two, which will most likely be the white scars and some other fun stuff. Probably, probably we'll see about one of the other lists, maybe like one of the golden boys or something. Well, we'll see how we go. 
Yeah, I yeah. fucking hope they do uh, the Secret Police as miniatures or a force. Oh, God, yeah, yeah that would be so that cool. cool. That would be so cool. That would be so fucking cool. Otherwise, we do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, well, we, do. we will do it. We always if do. We releases, we're going to fucking do it. Actually, let's do it already. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. <laughs> You're going to go away and write it now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna be part, but it's going to be perfect because uh, spoilers, as I'm working on uh, another army list for series uh which will actually be perfect to add them in oh yes oh yes yes it's going to be that legion that army no no not legion i mean like the the special list i'm doing that has what you gonna do what you gonna do when they come come for you you bad boys bad Bad boys boys. yes (laughs) yes oh that's gonna so yeah yes anyway perfect add-on for that one yes So, stay tuned. Our next episode, part two of three, book eight, malevolence, and all the bad boys references will start to make make uh, make point uh, make understanding at some point. So, Maybe. we're gonna head on out now. We'll be right back after this with our wrap up. We'll see you on the other side. This is Raven and Shaggy with a combination with your miss. Flip this one for your musical disc. But who's gonna have your back when it's all done? Yeah. It's all good when you live for your beer fun Can't be a fool son, what about the long run? Yeah. Looking back shawty, always a mention Say me not giving her much attention yeah. She was there through my incarceration I wanna show the nation my appreciation Girl you're my angel, you're my darling angel uh. Closer than my peeps you are to me You're my darling angel Girl, you're my friend when I'm in need Lady You're a queen and that's how you should be treated uh-huh. Though you never get the loving that you needed Yeah Could have left but I call and you heed it Begged and I pleaded, mission completed uh-huh. And I said that I and I this the program not the type to mess around with your emotion yeah. But the feeling that I have for you is so strong Been together so long and this could never be wrong Girl, you're my angel You're my darling angel uh. Closer than my peeps you are to me Baby Shorty, you're my angel You're my darling angel Girl, you're my friend when I'm in My behavior, say I'm a savior You must be sent from up above And you appear to me so tender Say girl I surrender 
Thanks for giving me your love Girl, in spite of my behavior well, You are the savior You must be sent from up above And you appear to me so tender Well, girl, I surrender So thanks for giving me your love Call out this one big party when you're still young And who's gonna have your back when it's all done? It's all good when you live for your pure fun Can't be a fool, son, what about the long run? Yeah. Looking back, shawty, always a mention Say me not giving her much attention yeah. She was there through my incarceration I wanna show the nation my appreciation Girl, you're my angel You're my darling angel Closer than my peeps you are to me Baby, shorty, you're my angel my darling angel Girl, you're my friend when I'm in need Lady Girl, you're my angel You're my darling angel Closer than my peeps you are to me Baby Shorty, you're my angel You're my darling angel Girl, you're my friend And we're back. And yeah, thank you, fellow, for joining us for um, what was supposed to be part one of two and then suddenly increased to part one of three. Because, yes, there is just so much to talk about that we felt we, we couldn't do it any justice if we tried to cram the white scars in. And the fact was, it was late and we were all a bit knackered and stuff needed to get done. So, yes, we are very happy that we're breaking this up into uh, into three. So it's going to be awesome um so yeah it's it's time to wrap things time to wrap things up basically now freddie do you want to give everybody sort of a bit of a heads up on uh sort of our events and all that jazz because th- this is going to be a quick wrap up uh, yep. because it's been such a long I episode will. i will i will sure i will uh well the the first event we're coming up now is during easter and it's gothcon or the scouring of amara which is uh well it's kind of a relaxed event uh, where we kind of, well, you can listen to the event primer because it's probably going to be out the same time as this episode. Yep. So if you want more details about that event, go there and listen to it. But basically bring anything between 1,500 and 2,500 points, rock up, uh, have some cool narrative uh, fucking games. And then, you know, Bob's your uncle out in Gothenburg. And then go and pillage the fucking retro store with me. <laughs> not only is it heresy you, there is retro you, stuff you, you, can, you can follow me around while i point at stuff in the retro store and say oh i have that one. Oh, that's in my attic oh i have that one i remember the book before that one i have that too <laughs> so what you're saying is basically a bit like when you used to be kids and like collecting um collecting stickers and stuff it's cool it's like got yeah. got got need got got trade you for that one <laughs> yeah uh, so anyway, that's GothCon, and for all you people that keep PMing me, sending me a message, naked dick pics to my email, no, we have not fucking dropped any tickets for Lincoln yet, all right? <laughs> she lacks your balls. Oh, well, oh, technically that was a semi-lie. The tickets for the brush skills have been dropped and sold out, yep. <laughs> but, but uh, the tickets for uh, Adeptus Titanicus on the 31st of May, yeah. and for the slaughter of Bocatus has not been uh, released yet. And uh, basically, 
Uh, the Adeptus Mechanicum event is going to be 1,500 points. So bring a Titan Manipul, some knights, uh, join us for some massive 8 mil fun. Um, it is basically recreating one of the major Titan battles that happens at uh, Vocatus during the, well, the... In the background, there's a massive assault by the traitors on the planet, uh, basically. And stuff happens, and Separatist happens, and Loyalist happens, and, uh, well... You'll just have to read the fluff, but for one one faction, it doesn't end very well. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it, it's rec recreating the massive Titan slaughter fest that uh, happened uh, outside of the hive cities on that planet. Um, and then we go into the Centurion event. It's a special Centurion event. It has their own force organization chart. It's in the Dropbox. You check it up. It's, it's super easy. It's fifteen hundred points. With some additional changes to the Centurion compared to last year, you can actually have one tank, but it's kind of limited. So go and check there. You can ha you cannot have a right of war because you will get a right of war given to you to kind of fit in with the narrative. Yep. And and as always, we should probably tell people that there are event special units that you can field in your army. They're all on the Dropbox on the main podcast page. And even if you're not coming and you want to build some cool units, just go in there and steal the rules, steal everything we have there. I'm actually, I actually managed to download all our old missions from Lincoln, which we'll probably just try and put in the Dropbox as soon as we get some time. Yes, uh, mail them over. Because also, people yeah. keep asking us for, for missions. Uh, so we're just going to keep dumping missions in there. So anyway, Centurion is going to be a fucking ballers. Uh, it's going to be the second chapter of our red book. Uh, we will also have a, a set of cards. Um, and you want to collect them all. You want to collect all decks of cards. Uh, and the books. And the books. All the and books. the books. And definitely the books. Uh, anyway, and heaps of other swag. We always bring fucking swag. Um, but yeah, basically, it, it, it's all urban warfare. It's the theme of that event. Uh, after that, on the 10th of August, we have the Raltech Rebellion, which is going to be a two-day uh, real-time event. Uh, if you never, ever tried out a real-time event, do it. It it's is amazing. super fun. We're going to have a... Basically, it's going to be in our club hangout in Stockholm, so you know there will be so much alcohol. It's going to be good weather as well because it's in August, so we probably I'm going to grab out the barbecue if I'm not too drunk and we'll do something... Something so no barbecue-esque. <laughs> okay, <laughs> probably Magnus is not going to be that drunk, so he'll drag out the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, there will there'll be there'll be sober grown-ups like myself there who will. All right, there we go. So Jody will drag out the barbecue. Anyway, it will. God be... Damn it! <laughs> so I will do. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be two days. Uh, it's going to be fucking bowlers. It's going to be really cool. Like, I think that. I know that I was skeptical to a real-time event, and I know other people that have been skeptical, and they've done that, and they use... It is cool. Like, you need to experience it. Yeah. It is refreshing to do something different within the hobby, and that's why we, with this year's event series, we're trying something outside of the box by providing uh, uh, already set narrative more, more firmly and try to guide the kind of role-playing-esque type yeah. of event, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, just a different way of playing the heresy yeah, try something yeah. new but the real time event is super cool like really do it that you should really try it out uh after that we have our cult of paint military modeling master class uh on the 30th of august and it's uh, a three-day event 
and uh, we're gonna go into all because we're all done airbrushing everyone's done like shit and most people like us in the hobby realize that the fucking the be-all and end-all is all about weathering and realism and adding those extra layers like that nah, nah. like the, the standards of stuff that you see on horror series events are already fucking massively good but yeah. taking that extra level of realism like fuck it so yeah it's gonna be an amazing event so just just look up information about that one if you want to go um the whole theme is we're going to look at um uh, Henry's going to provide the, the models for us. So we're going to go through everything from um, assembling on sprues, how to pre-prime, how to work with like the airbrush, how to work with the weathering techniques, how we're going to use oil, with lots of fucking focus on oils and, and different pigments and stuff. Uh, and, and also creating that realism. So I know that it's called military modeling because that's the type of style. Generally, it's known in the hobby community that it's a military modeling kind of style. So if you Google that, you'll know, you'll realize what I'm talking about. But it's that realism, kind mm. of like how people do with their 1 to 35 Tamiya models and shit. Uh, but we're going to apply that on our little toy tanks. and uh, But the tanks that, that will be provided will be uh, World War II tanks. But that's just so we can compare them to actual real photos. Because it's hard to have a real photo of a rhino driving in mud or like <laughs> fucking rusted metal on a rhino and so on. But if you have an actual comparison to something that is real, like an historical vehicle, and you can compare it to you know uh, a real thing, like a real photo or, or a real actually one, because the army museum isn't that far away from us anyway. But yeah, so it's just to give you that idea how to recreate like different types of effects. It's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, am I doing all of them? You're yes. on a roll, man. Go for it. We're just we're just letting you go, man. You're on a roll. Crack on. All right. uh, and uh, anyway, and then obviously August in September, we all can sit down, paint all our 28 mil titans, <laughs> because in October it's Candace again, uh, oh, and and that again. is going to be yeah once again 5th of October. It's going to be Scandas. It it is our major end end of year event. Everything goes down at Scandis, and uh, it's going to be either uh, you're going to play 3,500 points battles about in any type of form, list, whatever you want. And there will also be uh, 1,500 points of Somatalis because we're recreating the final apocalyptic battle of Port Oculus. And the, the Ring of Oculus is a massive space station slash shipyard. So there's going to be heaps of stuff that's going on in, in, in that space station. So it's going to be multi-level game-mastered kind of Zone Metallus missions that people will play. And then down on the planet, the big, massive, last apocalyptic-style mega battle is going to happen. And whatever happens on whoever controls the rings, think like the defense grid of Kalf, uh, does a major impact on the ground battle. And as the ebbs and flows of battle happens across the space station and some shenanigans that us EOs comes up with, you it will impact the big battles. So yeah, it is going to be a fucking awesome source. It's going to be so cool. And then in the grand finale of things, after you know, prizes and wooden spoons and whatnot, we are going to do our heresy against DMD raffle draw. Fuck yeah. Oh, yes. Fuck yeah. And, and That's part of the year. Live yeah. on the internet. Live on the interwebs. We're going to stream it. Fuck you, Eric. Fail, fail Eric bot. <laughs> uh, this will be streamed, so we can't fail it. Uh, and uh, the prizes for this year is three complete armies. 
um, me myself are going to. I'm doing a, a Reaver Titan uh, with militia allies. Bjorn is doing Ultramarines, and Linus is doing Mechanicum. Uh, so, 2,000 yeah. Firepoints armies, uh, fully painted uh, to the best of our abilities, at least my abilities. My ability, and I know Linus and, and Bjorn is probably going to do a fucking smashing job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's not and like, lot, it's not like they don't win a lot of painting awards. <laughs> All yeah. the painting awards. I, I have my two where I killed everyone else that entered. So. <laughs> mm. No, but it's going to be awesome. And besides that, Steel is... Uh, is uh, so you have those three armies, 2,500 points armies, three of them. So basically 7,500 points of crazy armies. Uh, then you have Hen Henry Steel's uh, Adeptus Titanicus Titan Maniple. That's up for grabs. There's also a limited edition of the Solar War book. There's also heaps of fucking bits and pieces we have like uh, special edition wallets custom, uh, we, custom we built model cut we have a custom built uh, model from Kronor. and there's a Kronor, yep jack yep yeah and yeah and it, it's it is so much stuff coming in like it, it keeps adding on all the time this is just i'm taking I, i'm actually i need my work computer because i'm writing a list because it's, it's <laughs> too many stuff. we have your titan head we yep. have as in now I was pointing at Jody, but no one can see that. But I was pointing at Jody. <laughs> yes, <laughs> your, I'll be doing your that. custom uh, cool Titan head. Uh, yeah, there, there's like bunch loads of stuff. There, there will be books. There will be signed copies of things. Oh, there's also the Horse Heresy Weekender gift bag. Uh, yeah. We're raffling out. There's posters. There is. Did I say books? I did say books. You yeah, should you books. Say, say you can say books twice. There's a that many and b frick, it's freaking awesome. Uh, Okay. Yeah, and uh, and transfers and yeah, more so stuff can, and things and stuff and things. So more things. stuff and more all things and all the stuff and things. All the stuff and all the things. Yeah. So that that is that's like our events. Awesome source. It's going to be a great year. It is a great year for Heresy. That's just our stuff. Um, like I already shouted out, the Dirty K guys are running their uh, second second or third Ajax Ajax event. I think it's second-ish. You can never remember with that one. Um, but they're doing, they've got their event going on. There'll be BSK as well later in the year. I mean, oh, it's going to be so good. So much heresy. So much heresy. It will be awesome. Yes, it will be. It's going to be so good. And... Uh, very, very, very much looking forward to all of it and seeing everybody around and, you know, just having a great time with the heresy. So, Magnus, you got anything you want to throw in on this or? Uh... No, I think we covered it. I think we covered it. Yay for not painting rivets. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I won't be painting. Well, I'll be painting the train now because Freddy. So, I'm trying to. Because Freddy, I like that. Yeah. No, I'm good. It's all good. Very cool. Okay, then. Well, let's wrap this up. And thank you guys for listening. Look out for our next couple of episodes as we keep continuing on with book book eight. And like I said, a quick reminder, if there's anything you want to uh, have us talk about, lists you want us to review or questions or anything like that, drop us an email um and uh drop us an email or a pm or something along those lines and we will get to it for you so without further ado i'm saying it's a good night from me and me and me and remember guys treat life like 30k be angry on in the streets be full grim in the sheets and try not to lose your head this is the Varangian heresy podcast signing off the